Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you for another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. Right now, The Predator. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me through all of the films, Alexander Shard. Wow. Hi. I still can't do it. <laughs> and Katie Watson. Wow. Wow. This is basically what The Predator it's sounds like. the very sense of a woman. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Predator versus Alien Requiem. <laughs> He's just going, ooh-ah. <laughs> Takes the ladies out, tango dancing. <laughs> Here we are, 2004. I can't fucking believe. So me and Katie were watching this last night, Alex. I don't know about you, man, but I was like, this isn't 15 years ago, nearly. Yeah. I graduated 15. high school in 2004, mm-hmm. you guys. I remember this very particularly. Like, I can't believe it's 15 years. That's insane. It still feels like, yeah, it's fairly new. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was watching it with my housemate Carter and we were sort of talking about, yeah, time. Time. <laughs> time passed. How fleeting it is. It yeah. does keep going, doesn't it? It does. Until it doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, the end. Coming for us all. <laughs> Before we get... Sometimes in a face hugger slow-mo. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. I, people keep talking. About, I remember people at the time were talking about this film, Bullet Time. I didn't see any bullet time in this film whatsoever. There's a lot of slow motion. There's definitely oh, really? bullet time. There's like that matrixy. No, but bullet stuff. time would have to be like multiple count, and you go around, you rotate around yeah, something. That's why. Okay, because I have this down several times where I'm like, why is the action in this so jerky? And it feels like I, didn't notice any I don't know. Time. I was I couldn't put my finger on why. Okay, we'll get to it. Me. We'll so get maybe to it. Maybe that now. was it. I was trying to ascertain where is this bullet time everyone talks about, oh, and I felt like me insane. Yeah, I didn't see any bullet time. It was just slow mo with CGI. Mm. I didn't, oh, but no. maybe. Okay. I mean, there's one bit where a face hugger jumps and it moves slightly. Yeah, rotates a little it, bit, maybe, but it okay. doesn't like a lot of the action. I mean, he does a lot. Paul W. S. Anderson does a lot of it in Resident Evil films. He loves that bullet yeah. time, so I was expecting it. But hey, if you're new to us, welcome, and why the fuck jump in here? I don't know, but there you go. <laughs> Please head over to weirdgeeks.com, and there you can branch out to all the social medias, and you can go to all of our old podcasts. We've done, this is our 11th horror show, this is our 13th overall show. You can listen to all of them by going to weirdgeeks on iTunes, and please do subscribe and rate. We don't do sponsorship, we don't do patrons, we're not going to ask for your money. We're not going to shove uh, hair products down your face, or what else do people advertise? Console you in your old middle age. Yeah. There's so many that are like, hey, Consoling. weird old geek person. Shaving your kits. Your hair is Did probably you say falling out. Kits? You probably can't IGN's get an erection like, anymore. Nearly all of IGN ones are all for hims now. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. And they're just constantly like shoving it down your phone. And what's really well, stupid is how they word it. They say, normally by the time you notice hair loss, it's too late. And then they go on to try and sell you the product. And it's like, well, you just told me it's too late. <laughs> no! <laughs> the window is closed! Anyway, we're not going to do any of that, so please do go to iTunes, please type in We Are Geeks, and subscribe and rate. It means the world to us. All right, so before we get into the film itself, we like to look at the landscape of the year. 2004 is where we're at. 
Yeah. Who do we start with? Alex, you're going to give us the top 10 box office worldwide. So, should I just say where Alien vs. Predator comes into this list? Yeah, yeah. It came in at 30 this year. And another Paul W. S. Anderson, is that it? How many? The evil Paul Anderson. Yeah. He also had Resident Evil Apocalypse, which came in at 41. He was a producer on that one. Yeah. Yeah. 41? 41. That was less than... Interesting. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's up. Is there anything else between that and number 10 that we've covered in a previous retrospective? No. Okay. No. Head into top 10. Top 10. Ooh, Hellboy came out this year. Sorry, I'm just going through the list. Spoilers. <laughs> it wasn't in the top 10, though. Okay. So our top 10 list coming in at number 10 was Oceans 12, which had a worldwide gross of 360-something. Beginning of the end for the Oceans team. Yep. Uh, at number nine, Shark Tale. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Remember which that? Which is a DreamWorks uh, animation. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't a huge fan. No, it's terrible. Are yeah. they still going on with those? Shark's Tale. No. No? Because this was kind of the rebuttal to Finding Nemo, right? Yeah, I think I yeah. said they all just blend in like those crappy. Yeah. We take your Finding Nemo and we poop under the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming in at eight, a film that I really, really didn't like, Troy. <laughs> Sorry, I just looked up Shark Tale on uh, IMDb and it has two, there's two versions. There's Shark Tale 2004, Will Smith, Robert Nero. And then there's Shark Tale 2004, Will Smith, Robert Nero with the colon, getting fishy with it. <laughs> That's an official yeah. title that they had. Sorry, what did you say? Troy at number eight. Oh, that was a piece of trash as well. Yep, absolutely. Very bad. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the movie. At number seven, the successful, uh, the sequel to the successful Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers. Mm. Uh, 2004? Man. Yeah. Meet the Parents is old. Oh, yeah. I Meet the Parents was 19 or 2001, maybe? Yeah, fuck. Mm. Excuse me. Uh, number six, The Day After Tomorrow, the disaster film with Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid. I was an apologist oh. for this at the time. This um, was like the bit back when Roland Emmerich was just making tons of the world ends in all these different yeah. ways. And this yeah. is the one where everything happened and you got cities and ice blocks and yeah. before Geostorm and people like that tried to redo yeah. it. The scene I always remember from this is like when the hot, uh, is like at, right at the beginning, there's a military helicopter flying around England or something. And that like giant freeze hits the midair. Oh and they yeah, all freeze. Yeah, midair. I like crash. this movie. I probably haven't seen it a long time. It's probably trash. I remember everyone hated it because they they have to fight some wolves. Yeah, and there were CGI wolves or something, and they were like, "Oh yeah, with everything going on, wolves are your problem." But, yeah. Oh, harking like back to the time. days when wolves were the big problem. No real, no real problem. <laughs> Two thousand and four, baby. Just watch, watch the gray. Coming in at number five, and I actually thought this film would be higher, just based on its devout fans. Passion of the Christ. Oh, I remember this. That is surprising. That's not higher, actually. I mean, this is worldwide, though. So maybe in America it was higher. That's true. But outside of America, it might not do so well. We definitely had a very shiny DVD. Shiny? Shiny DVD. Blessed by the Lord. It was held on high. (laughs) Was it it on fire? No. (laughs) Like a burning bush? It was probably like put on an easel or something. (laughs) Uh, Coming in number four, a great film. The sequel of this came out this year, The Incredibles. Oh, there we go. One of my Pixar favorites, actually. Yeah, I've been back Not to it in a long favorite. time. Uh, at number three, Spider-Man 2. The greatest of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Absolutely, I agree with you. Good. We don't need to do that retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't like Spider-Man 3? It's fantastic. Best Venom. <laughs> I haven't seen Venom yet. You have, haven't you? I haven't. Uh, you haven't? Uh, yeah, you guys can see Alex dressed up as Spider-Man. You can. You can. 
go yeah. to Spider-Man Eclipse online. Yeah. Actually, I was just oh, updating our IMDb the other day with loads of making of pictures, so you can, people can check those Ooh. out. Let me see how. Hang on, it's going to confirm. Nothing yeah. Else. Check out the comment section on Spider-Man oh, Eclipse. That was it's hilarious. very funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> check out Angry Fanboys. that last New Year that you guys went yeah, through Yeah, so last New Year's, Al and I did a, a reading of the comments, which amused us very much. But we said to each other, when 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 that clip when that short reaches a million views we'll make a video of us reading the comment section was it a million that's kind of ambitious <laughs> well i mean it's already a 600 you guys were a little yeah fine. it gives us a lot of time that's fine and it allows yeah, yeah. the uh, comments to accumulate yeah and i mean people are going to listen to this and then it's just going to explode anyway so they've added all the making of pictures but they have not changed the uh, the poster of spider-man clips which i was trying to get it to be the poster it's still just a black and white photo of you and me <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at a monitor uh, screen. Uh, so number two 6. was... 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. 6.1. 6.1. I didn't hey. realize people were rating it on there. That's oh, cool. yeah, people are rating it. Uh, and number two, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Number three, isn't it? It's the best. Yeah, is it? In my opinion. Yeah. Pretty good. Is, is this the one that starts with the Quidditch competition at the beginning? I think it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, because it's like the portal. This yeah. is the one where the, the trees, uh, the tree keeps changing for each season. Yeah, to illustrate the yeah. year passing. Excellent. Uh, yeah, Alfonso Cuarón's work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And coming in at number one, any guesses, guys? Two thousand and four. Too slow. <laughs> Shrek two. Do you know what's fucking weird? <laughs> it was when you said The Incredibles, and we we're talking about haven't been bad to it in a while. I yesterday was having an argument with someone about which is the best Shrek. And they were saying Shrek 2. And I was like, you're crazy. That, that is incorrect. Crazy. <clears throat> it's the first one. It's Puss in Boots. No, <laughs> I love, I love Puss in Boots. I genuinely, Puss in Boots is my favorite Shrek movie. It's just because oh, you like cats. It's just a better movie. You just like cats. It's just a better movie. It's just a better movie. But no, two, categorically, it's not better than one. But the thing no. is, but this is the problem with all the CGI films. You go back to them. I don't know. Just because the technology looks so bad. It's, it's like computer mm. games. It's like, well, I used to I love like this. Shrek. We're hopefully going to get a chance, we'll see, to do a half-hour Red Dead update later on. Ooh. And we'll post that sometime. But, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Red Dead 1. And it's weird going back to old games. And it's very weird going back to old CGI films. Yeah. You can still love the story and, you know, the beats. Yeah, but they need, like, an up res. <laughs> you need to, like, update old CGI films like they do games. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> be kind of cool. Yeah, so that's our list. There's zero horror films in that top ten. Nope. Blade Trinity came in at 43. Yeah. Chronicles of Riddick. The Notebook also came out this year. Chronicles Very of Riddick. Scary. Saw came out this year, but it was at 54. Still made a ton of money compared beat, to- Beat Hellboy. Again, guys, as always, we need a page that's not box office, it's just returns, because Saw would be right up there. Catwoman, the Halle oh, Berry Catwoman came out this year. Damn. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind oh, came out this year. One of the best So ones. did Sideways. Oh. What a year. All right, before we just stop <laughs> getting nostalgic, <laughs> Katie, can you bring us home with what horror films came out in 2004? Um, some will be echoed by in the <laughs> By Alex 40s. just reading out every movie that came Modern out. Modern State <laughs> almost came out. Uh, almost almost uh, came also out. Came we are now in the year. almost came out this year list. <laughs> in 2005. <laughs> we have 12 Days of Terror. This is a straight-to-video. I think it went straight-to-TV and it went to be a shark movie. Straight it's actually one in the old days it used to be one of the better shot movies it was the modest ben- budget i think it was actually based upon the original it's like oh man, it's from like the 1910s or something it's a very old story to do about a shark attack they really show their hand that with peter the title. benchley then based a bit of his jaw story on 11 days you're like it's almost <laughs> yeah <laughs> i 
was that um, penis shark movie called? Dick shark. <laughs> it's up there on the shelf. Four Have hours. Or also on God, an no, it's like four hours, and it Is cost it? me like seventy bucks or something to get hold of on DVD, not even Blu-ray. <laughs> Check out Dick Shark. <laughs> King of penis-shaped reptiles or whatever. Anacondas, colon, the hunt for the blood orchid. Ah. Which when you put colon in front of blood orchid. Oh. So messy. Oh. I had one good shot, that top-down shot that they used in the trailer of them walking through the swamp and you could see the snake going oh, between yeah. their legs. Like, which, uh, which number anaconda is this? Two. This is the second one, is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, blade, colon, trinity. Yes, we talked about that. I like that one. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Jessica Beale. Is it? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. You have Club Dread. This is from the Broken Lizard guys, the guys who do Super Troopers. Ooh. Everyone loves Super Troopers. No one talks about Club Dread. I used to think Club Dread. I know the name of this, but I have not seen it. Yeah, I think he wants the beginning of, of it with me. It's terrible. It's basically, I still know what you did last summer. It's like on a tropical island, and it's a slasher film, but with Super Troopers style humor. And my favorite bit in it, which I think we talked about before, is they play real life. Pac-Man, so they have a hedge maze, and then someone's standing, sitting on one of those like <laughs> tower things you do for lifeguard duty, and they have like someone's dressed up as Pac-Man, and other people are dressed up as sexy ghosts, and they're like running around. Oh, and whenever man. you grab a ghost, you have to take your clothes off essentially because that's what you're wearing. Yeah, Very broken all of the links that people go to just to get other people naked. <laughs> yeah, and there's a weird scene of someone having sex with a ghost. I think. Next is a film that's been in my queue for a very long time on Netflix. Creep. Creep. I mean, there's a few creeps. No, oh, so the one maybe that's in the queue for is the Duplass Brothers creep. Oh, it is. Which is the yeah. found footage one, right? Not yeah. One. No, I believe this would be the British one, which has actually Franco Patente from Run Lola Run. Oh. Uh, and it's set in the UK tube stations after they shut down at nighttime and there's something nasty down there. It's pretty good, actually. Ooh. I went to the world premiere of this. I won some tickets to it after a fright fest back in 2003, I think it was. Um, I liked it, but now it's probably just me because Sell time. Me uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. Zack Snyder. So we're going to begin to this one in a few months' time. Me, Christina, and Haruka did the Romero's Living Dead. These are going to be in our Living Dead remakes, and we're just going to be dealing with the bigger ones, the ones that went to cinema in some shape or form. And this was definitely the biggest one. Uh, cube Zero. Is this the Cube? Is it the third Cube movie? I've not seen this one. Which we're going to be bringing up later in this very podcast. I love the Cube. So we'll wait for yes. it. The, the Cube is fantastic. And Cube Hyperspace is actually pretty great. Uh, cube Zero. I'm shaking my head. So you haven't seen Hyperspace yet. I saw. The, is it the second one? Yeah. When yeah. time is the extra I dimension. Seen it. Oh, when we first met, you hadn't. So you must have seen it while I've been away. Because we talked about it. Oh, continue. Yeah. Dead Birds. <laughs> <laughs> this, Which is a ridiculous name for a film. This is like a Civil War, I think it is. Horror film, low budget, but it had a good mood. It was actually pretty good. Exorcist, colon, the beginning. Again, this is... We've talked about this a few times, but this is a very great... Everyone, if you're studying film or making films, go watch these two. There's Exorcist, the beginning, and then Exorcist... Fuck, what's it called? Is it just called Dominion? The Exorcist? Yeah, Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist. They're done by two different directors. They basically made it all once, and then they brought in another director at the end to rescue it. Uh, Rennie Harling came in to rescue it, and he reshot the entire thing, but with all the same actors and basically the same script. So you essentially have the same movie twice with the same actors. And the same wow. script, but two different directors. Both are bad, but it's a very, very interesting a film study. A film study, yeah. Yeah, genuinely, it's unique. Tremors 4, colon, The Legend Begins. There's a lot of beginnings in this list I'm seeing. We'll get to Tremors at some point. Christina's excited gone. for it. 
really far down the rabbit hole, so where else can we go? Let's go to Origins. I thought you said trimmers, and I was like, eh, trimming. <laughs> Scary headdresses. Trimmer? What? Oh, trimmers. Yeah. The sequel to Barbershop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed, followed by Ginger Snaps Back, The Beginning. The Beginning, yeah. Uh, Canadian werewolf movies are arguably, I mean, some of the best werewolf movies there are. I like the second one a lot. I think I like it more than the first one. Wait, this isn't the... Oh, no, what should I think? What's the Canadian film? You just told me about it in one of our other podcasts about essentially it's just a metaphor for... Yeah, this is it. Metaphor for women, womanhood and menstruation and all that. (laughs) Ginger Snaps is totally that. Becoming a... That's the one. Uh, The Eye 2. Oxide and Danny Pang, the Pang brothers, um, who are actually from Hong Kong, but they directed films in Thailand and used to make me think, oh, these are the only Thai films that I really enjoy and then found out they're Hong Kong directors. Yeah. I do struggle with Thai film. Love Thai food. Yeah, yeah, food's good. I get Thai food. <laughs> the Eye is fantastic. The Eye 2 is also fantastic. Great double bill. This one's all about a ghost baby while a woman's pregnant, and it's pretty terrifying. Fuck. Technically, all babies are ghost babies, right? I mean, they're not dead yet. Yeah, but they're not alive yet. Aren't they? I mean, they're alive, <laughs> Let's but not like... get into a pro-life conversation. <laughs> but not, like, on their Whoa. own alive yet. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I, hear, I understand what you're saying. The Grudge, which I think this is one of the few I've seen. This is the American remake yeah. of The Grudge. That same director made that movie about eight times. He did about three of them for TV in Japan, then four of them, I think, for Japanese cinema, and then he started doing them in America. And you're like, how many times can you make the same movie? My cousin Brian was always obsessed with these. Like, they're like crawling on ceilings. Like, sure. I don't like them. I just find it, it's just a scene. Someone walks into a house, something spooky happens, and then they die. And then someone walks into a house, and something spooky happens, and they die. And you just do that. As a teenager, that's all. Credits roll. Uh, Malevolence. Yeah, this is pretty cool. It's a low-budget, arty, indie slasher film. It's actually pretty decent, and you can now get parts two and three on iTunes. They just got released last month. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse. There he is. Second Resident Evil with WS uh, Paul Anderson opting out of directing, so we can make Alien v Predator, but we'll get to that in a second. Seed of Chucky. You guys are familiar with this one. No, that's not the good one. I take back my woo. Begins this is with, one of the begins few that semen. I watched with you. It is because I watched. I actually it. liked this one. We were in Zermatt, Switzerland. Yeah. You, me, Tamro, Allison, Haruka. You watched it. And all I together. watched it when they, you guys went out for dinner. I was like, I got to stay. I got to watch. This really the Matterhorn with snow falling on it outside yeah. as we watched fucking Seed of Chucky. You came back in and I was like, you guys have to see this. <laughs> and you all sat and watched it again. So I watched it twice that night. That film is. It's something. Yeah, you can listen to it on Wing Geeks. Yeah, uh, you can. Saw, which we talked about mm. too. I don't think we'll ever. I've famously, famously amongst five people said that we'll never cover the Saw franchise. Yep. Yeah. At Wing Geeks Horror Show. So if you're holding your breath, again, we might you're do, but die. I won't be. I won't be on that <laughs> yeah. show. You've said it with lots of passion. I'll watch times. the first two. That's all I'll say. I'm not revisiting anything else <laughs> from that fucking series. Uh, the Toolbox Murders remake. It's Toby Hooper. This is what he was doing. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, obviously, our originator. Uh, this is terrible, terrible remake. Really bad. He is not a master of horror. I'm sorry. Uh, I am sorry. The Village, which I cannot believe is this old. Oh, hell yeah. Damn. M. The beginning Night. of the end. Shyamalama ding dong. M. Night Shyamalama. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> yeah, people love to hate him so much. And I've recently seen some interviews. I like him. I've seen some interviews with him. It. Well, no, he's a terrible person. He's really. I as a. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean, or buds. I like, I like his 
dumps a lot. And I I was like, I think the biggest hater of the village at the time, right? Of my group of friends. And I still, I, it's a great movie. I just think the twist goes too far. Yeah, I saw him in an interview recently talking about how he felt like he wanted to make films his kid could, kids could watch. Mm hmm. And it sort of really tanked his career. So now he's just like, I'm going to make the films that That's I want to make. Yeah. You should. Why would you ever make films your kids want? So, yeah. very, very quick. I don't want to get off tangent because people here listen to it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, people are talking about whether Haley Joel Osmond is going to be at the end of class. And they're going to tie it into the sixth sense because his power is he can see dead people. No way. And he's not doing much, but he's still acting. Well, he did have a appearance in NBA 2K19. Did he? Yep, in the um, story mode. Did M. Light make that? I don't know. I mean, we laughed, but Spike Lee made one, didn't he? He did, yep. <laughs> Spike Lee did make one. And actually, that was NBA 2K16, which I think was our game of the year that year. I think it was actually some PC game none of us have played other than Justin. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Katie. Uh, last but definitely not least, Shaun of the Dead. Woo! Yeah, baby. Friend of the podcast, Shaun and Hollanders. Favorite movie of all time. Wow, that's great. I mean, it might have changed since I last asked her four years ago. But <laughs> I doubt it. She's probably. pretty like yeah. She doesn't. Her guns. She doesn't. That is a pretty awesome film. I mean, okay, so lots of sequels, lots of prequels, a bit of a mess again. We're in a kind of weird, mm -hmm. sticky place where torture porn's just kicking off. Really, with Saw, it hasn't got going yet. We're still a ways away from Spookies happening with Paranormal Activity. So yeah, this was another. Weird moment. There's some monster movies in there, though. Some monster sequels. Amongst that, we get Alien vs. Predator. 5.6 out of 10 on the old IMDb. <laughs> Lower than the last one. Directed and written by Paul W.S. Anderson. If you're not familiar with this auteur's work, let me tell you. British guy really rose to fame by directing... What was it? He did Mortal Kombat, I think. was this Mortal Kombat! He did shopping. Mortal Kombat. Event Horizon. Soldier, Resident Evil, Alien vs. Predator, and then after that he'd go on to do Death Race, more Resident Evil, Three Musketeers, Pompeii, and now he's currently filming the Monster Hunter video game adaptation. Right, okay. <laughs> what could go Good wrong? for you, buddy. What could go wrong? Famously known as the Evil Pool Anderson and, and not P.T. Anderson, obviously the genius. Yeah, I, I come from a history of hating Paul W.S. Anderson, but we'll get into that. Uh, DP'd by David Johnson, he did Othello, that, was it 90s, I think, or 2000, a modern update, uh, An Ideal Husband, he did the first Resident Evil, he would go on to do Resident Evil Extinction, uh, which is my personal favourite Resident Evil film, from the director of Highlander. Music by Harold Closer. Um, sorry. <laughs> just had a thought that I realised was like, interrupt you mid-flow. What? So my housemate Carter asked, will we cover the Resident Evil series? Hmm. I mean, sure, we'll run out. If we keep going, if old age doesn't catch up with us first, Alex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can get to Resident Evil. All right, there you go. I mean, they're, they're, and also that's a diverse enough weird bunch of films that I feel there's arguments to be had. It's always boring when you get a series and you know what everyone's going to say about it. Mm -hmm. But Resident Evil is like, that's all over the place. Oh, yeah. That's more fun. Yeah. Uh, but Extinction's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Music by Harold Closer. He did 2012, The Day After Tomorrow, Independence Day Resurgence, White House Down. Starring... Sanaa Lathman as Alexa Woods. I'm calling her Final Girl in my notes. They call her Lex. You know, I've realized in all of these Predator films, I don't, by the end of them, I don't know any of the characters' names. No. That's why I've given everybody a nickname, because I don't know anyone's name other yeah. than Bishop. Yeah, yeah. Raul Bova as Sebastian De Rosa. I've called him Italy Boy. 
Oh, yeah. Lance Henriksen is <laughs> Charles Bishop Whelan, who ironically I've just called. I don't called know what he's from. Lance Henriksen. He's the love, I think, in Under the Tuscan Sun. Someone can bring up, because I'll be honest, I didn't look up. There are too many actors. If someone wants to bring up the IMDb, yeah, yeah, they talk can look about, up if these people have been in anything. Talk about an ensemble. Jeez. Ewan Bremner as Graham Miller, which to some of our listeners' confusion, I'm just going to be calling Spud, Spud Boy. Yeah, I had him down as Spud. <laughs> uh, was train spotting. Colin Salmon as Maxwell Stafford. I'm just calling him Henchman. Tommy Flanagan as Mark Verheiden. I called him Scarface or Double Scarface. That's what I called him too. <laughs> And Ian White, not to get confusing, as Scar, who I'm just calling main predator. Yeah. Budgeted at $60 million. Wow. Sounds like a lot of money. It yeah, is a lot of money. It is him under the Tuscan sun. That's Italy boy. Makes sense. Oh my God, his photos on IMDb are amazing. Check out Italy boy. Can you find him if you type in Italy boy? <laughs> oh, I don't think so. There's only one way to be sure. Oh, I mean, $80 million. It's a lot of money to to put in clarification. Aliens cost eighteen point five million. What was the what did the last Predator movie cost? I've forgotten. That was like eighteen, wasn't it? Yeah. No, that was thirty five million. Fuck me. Predator two cost like twice as much as Alien. <laughs> That's crazy. Thirty five million in nineteen ninety. Yeah. The lead girl's yeah. Uh, pronounce she has a pronunciation on her IMDb of her name, and it's Sana, quote like Sinatra without the tra. End quote. Sanaa. Sanaa. Oh, yeah, that's right. <gasps> that's a that is two a in the morning, very, had too much yes. to drink idea, isn't it? You know what? I'm fucking fed up with these people <laughs> talking to me in clubs and mispronouncing that. I'm going on IMDb Pro. Uh, there's really only two ways to pronounce this. It's like Sana or I think Sana. I said Sana, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said Sana. You didn't even look it up. validates this. If you would put Tra on the end, you would have got to Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> 60 million budget grossed 172.5 million oh, worldwide. 172. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good. Yeah, that's a nice little return. As long as that 60 million includes, again, we don't know with marketing. It could have cost 120 with marketing, but still made a good return. Yep. So, how the fuck did this movie happen, Alex? I hear you asking. Well, let me tell you. I don't know, Al. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it was like through the comics and video games, right? It became like a big pop cultural thing and then the mashup of the Fox owner. Anyway, I'll let you talk. No, I don't even say you said it. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, Alien vs. Predator was a comic book. Uh, it was created by Randy Stradley and Chris Warner. Published sorry, by did Dark you say Wars. Radley Stradley? <laughs> Randy Stradley. Randy <laughs> Stradley, sorry. <laughs> Randy Stradley. <laughs> That's where his Tinder profile is. <laughs> Or Randy Stradley, yeah. that's how it works. Uh, published by Dark Horse from the end of 1989 into 1990. And it was set in the future. It came up with a lot of stuff we're going to see in this movie. It came up with the Predators breeding xenomorphs on alien planets for hunting. But then it got out of control and they end up teaming with the humans. It is more sort of future set than this film. And then the game started coming in 1993, even on the SNES, Game Boy, yeah. Jaguar. Uh, but they really took off in 99 with the online PC and Macintosh game. That was when it became huge. Um, I think for me growing up, I knew about the Predator through the games. So I was aware of Alien. I don't think I'd seen them until I was a little bit older. But I knew about those films. But I'd, I recognized the Predator from the games, which they made me go back and watch the film. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I dabbled a little bit in the video games when it came out in 2001. I think it was a sequel, which was when it really got big. And it was in that time of Quake and everything, you mm-hmm. know, where it was online game when PC was big. But I didn't really do PC gaming. I tried a bit at a friend's house, enjoyed it. Always hoped it'd come to console, but it wasn't powerful enough at that point. Yep. 
But Fox have been trying to get Alien vs. Predator made for 10 years. I mean, let's not, you know, kid ourselves. Hollywood loves doing mashups. And they always have, like, Frankenstein Wolfman, King Kong Godzilla, Zatoichi vs. One-Armed Swordsman from Japan. Obviously, Freddy vs. Jason that happened the year before this, 2003, I think it was. So it was just proving money was being made. But, yeah, they've been trying for 10 years to get this done. In the late 90s, they wanted Roland Emmerich, who we talked about earlier from The Day After Tomorrow, um, Independence Day and Godzilla to direct it because he was doing those big fucking movies. I'd see that. I he, was see in, that. he was not interested. No, I'm not interested. Not enough disaster. Not no. enough natural disasters. Or aliens. Oh, wait. I'll shut up. <laughs> One of the early <laughs> scripts had a film take place in the same time space as the alien movies. Um, so it was going to be more part of the real chronology. And it, could, it had a Ripley-like character in there. But at the same time, 20th Century Fox were trying to get a fifth film in the Alien franchise going. They'd had Alien Resurrection in 2002. So, answer me this. Is this part of canon for either of these films, franchises? I think we can only tell if we move forward. If you look online, there are a lot of franchise world. Like, there are maps of Prometheus, Predator, and Alien yeah. timeline universe and how it all works together. Because yeah. people, God bless them have too much time on their hands and they really want it to work i know because carter and i were talking about it yesterday when we watched it um and we were like because i remember when prometheus came out ridley scott was like this is not a prequel Mm. this isn't an alien film and then covenant comes out it's like like, well that's an alien that's his animal if it's an alien film it is it is prometheus is an alien film yeah i mean there's an alien in it (laughs) yeah exactly but that it wasn't connected to that universe but it clearly is and then it's like so is this connected like and then he wants to make five more. Yeah. God, thank you. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you, you can. You can build this all in. People have made, I've read things which go, okay, you're making it work. Yeah. Covenant, definitely. We talked about it before. I think Covenant is the only sequel. I prefer Covenant probably to Prometheus, but I think no. it's the only film that makes, I hate it so much because it's the only film that makes every other film worse in the series. I've never seen a <laughs> yeah, film in mean. a franchise ruin an entire series like yeah. that. Because you watch all this stuff, it's like you watch this film thinking about Covenant, and it's like the aliens. Yeah, they were, uh, yeah. Spoilers for Covenant. I don't want to get into it. But anyway, <laughs> terrible. But they were trying to get a fifth film made. Resurrection hadn't done as well as the other ones, but it was still doing decent money. James Cameron himself had written a script, and he approached Sigourney Weaver to star and Ridley Scott to direct. So you were going to get the dream wow. team. Damn. Now bear in mind, up until this point, Sigourney Weaver had been in all four Alien movies. That's like, I don't know if that's ever really happened before the lead actor in four consecutive movies in a horror series. Um, so bringing about Ridley Scott to direct, yeah, James writing it. They were all interested. They were all considering doing this, but the studio really wanted to do Alien vs. Predator. So all three just walked and were just like, look, we don't, we're never going to work on in either of these franchises ever again, is what they said at the time. Ridley Scott was clearly lying. <laughs> <laughs> so then Fox offered directing duties of Alien. Again, they didn't have a script they were just looking like, we want to make this. Who wants to pitch us something good? Yeah. They went to Guillermo del Toro. We talk about a lot on this podcast because I think he's been offered every single film ever. But he turned it down and went and made, yeah, Hellboy. Which came out this year. Loved Hellboy. Never got to finish his trilogy. New Hellboy's coming out next year. David Twoey of uh, Pitch Black and Chronicles of Riddick. He was rising at the time as well. He was considered uh, to do it in 2000, but I'm not sure why, but it didn't happen. Also, Brett Leonard... You don't know his name is director. He directed the Lawnmower Man. <laughs> he was considered Chuck Russell. Really getting to the bottom of the barrel there. Oh yeah. Well, no, Chuck Russell's good. Chuck Russell did Nightmare on Elm Street three, which we've covered, uh, which is a lot of people's favorite. 
Yeah. Uh, he did the Blob remake, which I've okay, seen. It's a good film. Good. And he did the Mask. Uh, he does decent films. The Jim Carrey one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joe Johnson was also considered to do Jurassic Park 3. He had gone to do Captain America First Avenger and he had done The Rocketeer back in the day. So they were really just like trying everybody yeah. that they could. Uh, but then Paul W.S. Anderson, big video game fan, he came in with a pitch that they liked. He'd been approached already to do Alien Resurrection in 97, but turned it down to go make Event Horizon. Which as soon as I read that, I was like, weird, right? You're offered to do an alien movie. Yeah. Said you go, no, I'm going to go make an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I appreciate it's not aliens in Event Horizon, but very similar movie. Strange. Uh, he stepped down from Resident Evil Apocalypse to make Alien vs. Predator and Fox Greenlit immediately. Uh, he immediately cast Lance Henriksen. He wanted that tangential thread yep. to put stuff in. And they, all, they tested several hundred actresses to get to uh, for Alexa Woods. And Sanaa, you don't know, sure. was chosen just one week prior to shooting. Wowzers. Yeah. They're about seven days out <laughs> from things rolling and they had to fly us straight out uh, to Prague. Is there a reason they waited that long? They just can find the right person. Shits and giggles. It's fun. Yeah, I'd wondered with Lance Henriksen if he, if that had been the intention from the beginning, or if it was like he was brought on board and they're like, oh, cool, let's write the link here. No, it was a part of Paul's pitch, apparently. Yeah, cool. I mean, who knows? Really, might just be what. So he, so he's Bishop Wayland, and is yeah, kind of like model for the Bishop Android in the Alien. In aliens and aliens. Yeah, he's meant like, to be the originator of the company that would go on to create the Bishop model and they yeah. based it on him. Is what yeah. they're really trying to get to subtly. But Katie, you wouldn't have picked up on it. You didn't you didn't remember Bishop really from Aliens. I know him from Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's Hellraiser <laughs> I was like, guy. It's Hellraiser guy. He makes people orgasm in coffins. <laughs> he <Ooh>. does spoilers. <laughs> Via cell phone. Yeah. Lance Henriksen will just do anything, genre. But he rose to fame because of his role as Bishop in Aliens and then he had a bit role in Alien Three and then he's turned up in many. They said it in Antarctica because, yeah, thought it'd be a good spot where no one will have found this stuff that's going on. But also because it was based partly on an unexplained real mystery of the Vela incident from 1979 where a satellite recorded a flash of light near the island and this gave Paul Anderson his idea. It was speculated to have been a man-made nuclear explosion or a natural event, but it's never been explained. Ooh, that's cool. So Paul Anderson says that Arnie was happy to reprise his role at the end of the movie. If he had lost the election for California governor. Well, uh, thanks for electing him, California. This is uh, what we missed out on. Yeah. Don't know where he would have turned up, but we'll get to it. We'll he see if been we can find the, the bodyguard guy, probably. No, at the end of the movie, they're saying it would have been just a cameo at the end. Oh. Maybe it would have been in the same sort of way that he was intended for Predator 2, that he's Maybe. like on this kind of predator, sure. lifelong predator hunt. He just swoops in at the end and helps tidy up the queen or something. But then he wouldn't get to go over here. Yeah, I don't know. We'll get to it. Let's see. Still chewing on a cigar. Now, to Paul Anderson's credit, filming was just two and a half months. Post-production, wow. four months to complete wow. all the post-production on this. Wow. Uh, he's, quite, he's come out and said like he likes things to be practical. Sorry, it's hard not to laugh. Uh, he thinks CGI looks bad. He'd rather everything was practical. We'll get into it. I thought, yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I love how you, how you, I don't know how you could say that and then hand someone this script. <laughs> no. A really like practical down to earth. I mean, we'll get into it, but to give him credit, he, tell you about my he tried for about half of the film. Yeah, we'll see. They shot in Prague. Anderson claims to shoot <laughs> on these sets. They made about 25 to 30 sets. If they'd shot them in Hollywood, it would have cost them $20 million, whereas in Prague, it cost them $2 million. So, he's, yeah, the, what they got from it. Where did the other $28 million go? 
you got to pay that Alexa. <laughs> she gets upset if you don't pronounce her name ah. right. <laughs> Alan Silvestri was going to team up with Jerry Goldsmith. So this is the original composer of Predator with the original oh, composer of mash-ups. Alien to do the score. But very sadly, Jerry Goldsmith battled with cancer, prevented this, and then he eventually died the year this film came out. All right. Some more things, but we'll do those when we get to them. Let's get into the movie because, oh boy, 37 minutes. <laughs> Are you guys ready? <laughs> Are you still with us? <laughs> Kicking up with some 20th Century Fox fanfare yet again. Love it. Now, I have to clarify something straight off the bat. If you're listening to this theatrical version of this film, this film was tamed down <laughs> massively. It was the first Predator and Alien film, I believe, to be released that wasn't R-rated. It was PG-13, I think. But anyway, much tamer than the others. That was a studio decision. They wanted to get those kids in. The new comic books, video games, get in as many kids as possible. So they did that. They brought it out. There was a bit of a backlash from the fans. So when they got the DVD and Blu-ray... They, of course, went back in and let Paul Anderson keep some of the gory bits he had originally put into the film. So we watched the unrated version, because I do believe that's closer to what Paul Anderson wanted, and that's our mantra on this. Don't care what the theatrical was, I care about what did the director or the person who's creatively responsible for Well played. Well played. Care about. So we're going to judge it like that, but it does also mean we get a new opening scene. This scene was not, and I don't know why. Was it not? Was not in the but theatrical version. That's, I'm very surprised by what you just said, because I don't feel like this film is gory. No, it's not. Like, I don't know how much more tame you can get. But yeah, in this unrated version, we get Antarctica, October the 10th, 1904. We're getting a little prelude. Yep. Opening on a deserted map painting of a tiny town covered in snow. And we've got a dude running here, Predators. William H. Macy. <laughs> it looks like look, William H. Macy like from Shameless. Like, if, as his he really shameless does. character. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, straight away, I'm impressed by the cool cloaking effects of the Predator in this opening yeah. scene. Agree. And I'm loving the snowy setting. Yes. I think you spoke about it in the last one. You're like, where would you like it to go? And yeah. I think you mentioned snow. So it's cool to kind of. Because the, the cloaking in the last one, yeah. I think, was a miss because it was set in a cityscape. Mm-hmm. And they just, it was too much mm-hmm. to work with. So definitely like a matte background like the jungle or the snow works well. And it's been a long time. Like when was the last one? It was 90? 90. 90. 90. Yeah. So it's been 14 years. Effects have come a long way. And it's a much bigger budget. Yeah, it looks great. And it's nice to see. It's jumping from last week to this one. It's kind of interesting. Oh, wow, there's a big upgrade in, in many elements of this stuff. Yeah, and I mean, throughout this film, there's moments where I was like, this is a big production. Mm. Like, regardless of what we all think at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big... What are you, it's a big, what are you talking about? No, it's a big production, this film. Yeah. And it shows. No, it does. This is, this is, he wanted to make this epic. And again, to Paul Anderson's credit, I think he makes epic feeling Hollywood standardized movies. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he wants to be a Spielberg of horror. Yeah. And I can see like there's talent there in certain elements, but it's very much to me, we'll get into it later, but it's very much a production talent. It's not a creative talent. But yeah, oh yeah. And just to clarify quickly, I have seen this film a few times before, but it's been a while. You've seen this. Yeah. I've seen it probably. I think this is like my third viewing maybe. Okay. And I watched it before watching it. But preparing for this, I only watched it like a couple of months ago. Katie had never seen it. I've never seen it. You are first. For some reason, Al thinks I had seen it. I don't know why. I swear to God, you said it was you only liked about it. halfway through it at two in the morning. I thought this was your favorite movie. Maybe it was just lies that I <laughs> told Al to <laughs> make myself seem more interesting. So what, <laughs> it was when when first started started favorite Katie. movie. I really, I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> What's weird about this opening though is like you're immediately. So we don't see the predator properly for quite a while, but mm-hmm. you're seeing it cloaked. We're seeing its claws. We're showing off the red dots. We get to see a lot very quickly. It like yeah. 
it shows off like here's all of my well not all of his toys it has more we find out see the thermal vision mm-hmm. yeah, here are the basic setup toys of the predator and then we get an alien attacking through its infrared as well so we yeah. see a lot in this opening scene which maybe is the reason they took it out i don't know for the theatrical runtime as well yeah i was saying to carter who was watching it with me it's my housemate yeah like in that beginning they really just put the stamp on of like we're going to give you an we'll alien versus predator. Getting You're getting everything. Like, well, it's going yeah. to be 55 minutes in the unrated cut until we get to the showdown beginning. Right. Which I'm actually fine with. I like a long wind up. But yeah, I think you need something like this at the beginning to go, we're going to get to this stuff. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Then we get some quiet, classy titles. Because <laughs> the alien jumps out and it goes... <laughs> and then I thought, is the sound going off? Because it just went... <laughs> and then he tries to feel classy because alien does that cool thing, doesn't it, with titles where like... The font yeah, comes in, kind of builds, yeah. yeah. Where this sort of tries to do that, but it's all like green and red. <laughs> and throughout the film, the color of the font of stuff coming up on the screen tries to be crazy, mm-hmm. just like acid green. Yeah, and it's so Paul Anderson. It's so like fourteen-year-old boy. This is what's cool, kind of thing. We see the silhouette. I like it. this. is a nice idea. We see the silhouette of what looks like the Queen Alien's head. Yeah, but it's actually Wayland's satellite in orbit of Earth. It's a nice little fake out. I like all those moments when when it becomes clear of the the crossover of the like just the little details of like yeah seeing like Wayland Corp yeah um, and having those kind of little details of the crossover of the universes I like yeah it's a shame it looks so bad <laughs> yeah it doesn't look great but four months I post like what well, good job on the effects how's this to be honest but you know, we have to judge the film for what it is we can't judge it as this is great considering it four months I'm mm-hmm. gonna say that now I think it is. Or anything bad I'm going to say about CGI, considering four months of all this post, good job. Yeah. Now I'm going to give it shit. <laughs> October 3rd, 2004, 100 years later, current day at the time of the film's release. We see lots of CGI satellite dishes, which reminds me of Contact, and I just started thinking I want to watch Contact. <laughs> <laughs> they get an unidentified heat signature flare above Sector 14. Someone says there isn't anything in Sector 14. Someone else says there is now. All <laughs> the writing, yeah. End scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, immediate intrigue. Again, though, you get that, like, yeah, coming out of the 90s, particularly, this feels like a big, this is going to be epic. Like, yeah, it really does. On the page, you can see, like, these scenes seem huge and cool things. We cut some cool Tom Cruise girl climbing ice in Nepal. By yourself. Ice in For Nepal. No <laughs> it's kind of like it was. It's like a, yeah, it's like, it's like a huge ice waterfall, isn't it? Kind yeah. Of thing, with yeah. face. Um, and then a phone goes, so you, she takes the call. Takes the call. Yeah. Only honestly, after she's almost fallen off, hanging precariously. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, gotta get this. Yeah, and then she like Wayland wants to meet her tomorrow, and she's like, "Well, it's gonna take me a week to get you get there." And then she climbs ten feet, and then there's a chopper that's landed above her with the guy who's phoning her. Well, I'm yeah. just henchman. She wouldn't have heard or seen that, Mister Turtleneck. And he couldn't wait her to climb it. He had to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And this just, this is one of my problems with everything Paul Anderson writes, is everything is nothing, never to do with character, it's never to do with reality for sure, which I'm fine with, you know, to be do reality. But it's all about this would be cool. <laughs> yeah. But everything he yeah. does that's cool makes the characters seem stupid. Yeah, yeah but this, this is this character, that henchman guy or whatever, that is him, the entirety of this film. Well, he's, no, he's just you're right, but douche. he changes at one point, which I have big problems with and we'll get to it. But, uh, what? We'll get there. But I agree. For these yeah. sections, you're just being a cool dick for the sake yeah. of like yeah. she could have died. Yeah. What if she had actually fallen and then they would have been like, oh fuck, I should have picked her up as we were flying in. Dumb. Oh, and only Mission Impossible knows how to like do a scene like this right. I mean, it feels like 
Uh, so I'm going to mention Carter again, my housemate, because we watched it together. So he mentions like later on, there's like there's a cutaway where I think, and then I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, where they go. It's like the shot of the ship going to towards Antarctica, and he started cracking up, and he's like, "That's such like a early 2000 video game cutaway." He's like, "It's like Splinter Cell." Yes, and I think these <laughs> moments are also very kind of like, yep. Early two thousand video yeah, game kind of right. moments of just like yeah coming off the cliff and then the guys there waiting for yeah. it. it's like we're gonna get you yeah. in the chopper. It's now. like a cutscene yeah from Street Fighter or yeah. something like that. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Absolutely. So we cut. We're getting the team together. We're in Mexico. Uh, there's some architect guys, I guess. Are they archaeologists. Archaeologists, yeah. But it's just like, specialists. But it just looks like he's digging in. Yeah. I mean, he's crawling it, in the dirt. <laughs> but it's just this like hole in the wall of these bricks that he's moved with a very bad pyramid backdrop oh yeah. terrible oh it's really bad and just people standing around watching yeah lots of people this whole beginning part for me feels like a sort of poor beat for beat sort of rehash thing of uh the jurassic park opening exactly. yeah even down to the helicopter yeah. flying towards the thing 100 you know? percent. that's what he's trying to go for only every jurassic park film does it better <laughs> <laughs> Yo, absolutely yeah Which, sure he didn't have that much budget as jurassic park would have but then smarter with your yeah. writing he's very ambitious paul anderson you'll give him that yeah the one i was very glad that we got the beginning shot because i would have i would not have known what the, hell the was opening going scene on. yeah mm-hmm. well i was like we don't i don't know who that lady is okay now she's up a cliff and then now i'm with this other guy who's getting propositioned for a lot of money when he didn't actually find the treasure that he was supposed to be finding no so he's not, even not very good. good at the thing he's doing <laughs> but yet some billionaires somewhere is so all I when I was watching it I was like okay all I have is this like through line of everyone keeps saying Wayland yeah and that's it mm-hmm. that's the only connecting fiber here well again to go about Jurassic Park when they get in fuck what's his name the main guy Sam Neill thanks when they get Sam Neill right, Neil in he shows that he's smart he shows that he know he needs yeah. money to fund yeah but they show this is a smart man who's mm-hmm. good at what he does he's just underfunded. These guys are trying to go for the same thing. Archaeologists underfunded. They need more money. Wayland's going to help fit that bill. So they're going to tag along to see whatever he's interested in him for. But all we've seen of them, yeah, is he can they get a, a Pepsi Cola. Yeah. <laughs> and make a necklace out of it. Which pretty becomes impressive. pretty, yeah. Which yeah. is branding for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there are actually adverts, I think, you can watch online. I think it's Aliens or The Predator with Pepsi at that point on, in adverts. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, um, and they just phone it. They do like, well, let's introduce these two. And then they seem to get bored and don't introduce mm-hmm. anybody else's backstory because then they're all heading to Antarctica. Yeah, on this chopper. We see Lance Henriksen on a magazine. He is going to be Wayland. And Spud Boy's already on this chopper. Apparently, he's a chemical engineer. And very excited about his digital camera and the photos of his kids. Oh, he loves to talk about kids <laughs> anytime he can. He's like, have you got children? Have you got kids? But then... um. The girl says to him, your kids aren't that cute. Yeah. <laughs> but then she like, yeah, then like, was it she asks the guy opposite, isn't it? Like if he has kids, as if to say maybe yours are going to be cuter because his spot boy's kids aren't doing it for me. Oh, I took it at who? Well, she, it does, she does that later when, oh, when, she's, uh, when she's trying to leave. Oh, then okay. the guy's like, hey, remember, I have kids. Like, right, that's you right. should stay and keep me safe. And I'm like, you're... Reproduction is not my problem. You've already you've already got offspring. Your legacy yeah, will continue. The fine. people who haven't had boys, kids yet should be saved. Anyway, she's an environmental something and guide. I can um, they just make up bullshit. Yeah, they really do. But she's going to be their guide. She's meant to be responsible for the event. She's Lara Croft. Basically. Yeah. 
we're learning in this scene that she's cool and collected because they have some turbulence and they're past the point of safe return and Spub Boy apparently gets Spub Boyish. <laughs> gets yeah. scared. But later on he's pretty cool about stuff. But they set him up here as he's gonna be a scaredy cat. So the, the, yeah, the two archaeologists, we've got Spub Boy, we've got the final girl, there's Scarface who now gets introduced, they're all in this big warehouse, and then a whole bunch of other people who don't really matter. The, but lots um, of people. Lots of people that you don't really know who they are. But it's uh, one thing I noticed, very diverse casting. Yeah. Yeah. True. 2004. There was a ginger guy. They'd be, they'd be, <laughs> they'd be applauded for it now. They would. Well. Yeah. Got to work on the, uh, yeah, they were like, let's diversify this cast. Oh, let's not worry about acting. What is the job of the guy who has two scars on his face? I don't know. <laughs> and how are we meant to believe? Because he just immediately, you see him, you go like, he's a bad guy. He's going to yeah, do something bad. Because Spud's in like the, what's he, he's like sitting in a tractor thing. Yeah, and he gets yeah. all pissed. And he tells him to get out. And it's he gets angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, he's, it's very unclear. Yeah. There's a lot of people and it's very unclear who they all are and what they do. No one really has anything other than the archaeologist and her. No one does anything useful in this yeah. entire film. Yeah. So Lance Henriksen turns up. Yes, he is Bishop Wayland carrying over from the aliens franchise and he explains over a very reverby system mm -hmm. <laughs> hard to hear him that seven days ago one of his satellites found an underground pyramid that is absolutely enormous because there was a sudden heat flare and it's up in antarctica he's been told from his team it has aztec features on one side cambodian features on another side and egyptian features on another side to which the archaeologists immediately stand up we say archaeologists there are two I only one of them matters. right and then stops yeah and they're like yeah that's what he just said. And it, well, he immediately says, this pyramid could be the first pyramid ever built. And he's heard it. Like, if you hear someone say that to you of like, there's a Cambodia and there's an Egyptian, <laughs> there's an Aztec site. As an archaeologist, I feel your first thing would be like, this is bullshit. Right. And you'd argue about it. You'd need convincing. You wouldn't be the first person to stand up. And he's not even that excited. He's like, this could be the first one. Yeah. My uh, other funny thing in that scene, before the guy even gets up, is Lance Henriksen pulls up the image and everyone's looking at it and he goes, my experts tell me it's a pyramid. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't think you need to be an expert. To, no, to, to pretty clear cut. You need to be in a Toblerone or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just like that he the has writing. the headset on when he's just standing at the top of some stairs, Lance Henriksen does, and then as he walks down, he like takes the headset off. <laughs> And I was like, you were 10 feet away, buddy. And the acoustics seem pretty decent. You well, it makes it harder to hear because it's so reverb yeah. with the headset on. Yeah. Maybe there was some like legal talk in that bit that you didn't want them to hear. Lance wants to move in as quickly as possible as he fears competition. So, but Lara Croft is all worried because no one is trained for this kind of expedition. She says you need at least a week of training. So she tells him, find yourself another guide. So Lance, on purpose, I guess, picks someone to replace that he knows is going to piss her off. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be safe. She's not happy. And then she has the slogan, when I lead my team, I never leave my team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is why they only found an actor a week before shooting. Because everyone else got to that line. It was like, yep, I'm out. Yeah, and then this is where her two BFFs are like, you can't leave. We like you. We yeah. just met you today, but we like you. That's right. Yeah. Italian guy. The Italian and, uh, guy's like, have you seen like my smoldery eyes? Mm -hmm. She said, do you have kids? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So now we get a shot from space. We're inside a predator ship and it sends a beam down to Earth, which we're going to learn about later. Yep. But at this point, I was confused. But it'll be clarified later. I had no idea what was going on. So we get some, after some sex gun talk about condoms, this team head out. That chat was just... That, the condom gun girl, though, is very Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what was the condom gun line? She's, she talks to the other woman, the Sorry. only other woman with the spiky blonde hair. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you don't need a gun. And she said, it's the same. My philosophy is the same as with condoms. Like, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not. Right, yeah. But what's and really she, bad like, about it. it on. Yeah. No, but what's horrible about and it is they both just, like, smile sexy, each other afterwards. Like, likes to each other. And, You're right. We're talking about sex. I don't think either of you would need a condom if this is a thing between you. <sighs> It's just so again. It's just so Paul Anderson of like his fourteen-year-old headspace of like, oh, can't have friends. two girls yeah. now smile at each other. Oh God, roll the camera. <laughs> 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 oh, it's fucking hell. Anyway, the uh, sexy Italian boy. He's now carrying the Pepsi bottle cap as a necklace because you know, hang your failures. <laughs> I know exactly. That's what I wrote. It's like that was the reason he didn't get more funding. <laughs> I didn't understand this at all. It's. It's just advertising. 100% yeah. it's just branding. It's like, oh, we need more money. How about if we don't just have a scene, we'll make it an integral part of the plot and we'll carry it throughout the entire film. Mm. We'll make it as relevant as the dice and solar. Yeah. It's, he says the moon is a hunter's moon. That's right. He oh, says he, that line in Italian. Cacciatore. I was like, it's pasta. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It's delicious. Yeah, it's <laughs> it delicious. tastes like chicken. So what does that mean? It's a hunter's moon. They pause and then they both... <laughs> laugh. And Katie was like, why did they laugh? I was like, because they both ironically know. They're like Italian. <laughs> that the predators should have been called hunters and not predators. Yeah. But that, that makes it sound, if you follow then the story that is to follow or the logic that is to follow, that means that that moon only happens once every hundred years. Yeah. Which I don't know that that's accurate. No, it's not. Maybe that's why they're laughing. They're like, this is ridiculous. Everything works in tens. They arrive at the little village that we started in this unrated version, and the diggers are saying, we can get down there in a week. Which everyone else says, let's get off the ship. So they all just go, well, let's come along for the ride then and yeah. hang out in this deserted whaling town. Now, you might be asking yourself, why would they do this? This is insane. You'd stay on the ship until the digging's done. Yeah. But it's because, yeah, basically Paul Anderson wants to get to it as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's written in this thing where the predators zap them a little hole to get straight down there yeah like, let's just get everyone there no one ask questions That's about why they're there such a convenient angle this hole too 30 like, degrees not straight down perfect just like you just get a little toboggan 30 you, degrees clean cut great. there's no one to know some of the shots around the whaling station when they light the flares looks pretty cool yeah it does that girl does. shoots off so many flares yeah anytime anyone's like let's look at this thing she's like, oh, shoot it shoot at yeah it. <laughs> don't like guns eh? <laughs> yeah yeah, it was a big mystery apparently in 1904 why everyone abandoned this whaling station. No, there's some good like mood building you could do. And mm -hmm. I'm more interested in this whaling station, to be honest, than yeah. the pyramid. Like, this is kind of cool and creepy. The sets I was like, look what's good. that? She's like, whale bone. I was like, it's a fucking whale carcass, you yeah, guys. Yeah, because like, they could have played with the whole so idea cool. of like why it was abandoned or like finding uh -huh. stuff, but uh -huh. they didn't. And Spot Boy 100% would be taking photos with those whale bones, just uh, like riding them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, they're nice little field flares. And there's lots of nods, we should say, to all of the previous Alien and Predator films throughout. Like, he does care about that stuff. Uh, there's a little nod to Aliens here with a beam of light of Spot Boy's beam going through the, between the doors. It's like at the beginning of Aliens where the robot's coming in to scan. Also, it's a very, like, The Thing vibe. 
for me. Yeah. I'm kind of walking through and realizing that there is an aggressor. There is an aggressor. Yeah. For me, like this first part and when they first get into the pyramid, tonally, it's very much trying to be an alien film, I feel. Yes. Uh, Um, Yeah. I I do sense that Paul Anderson is more into aliens than into predators in this film. Yeah. And it's interesting then you really feel the contrast. Right. Of, those, of him trying to get to predator. marry those two things. No, I agree. He wants to make an alien film, which is weird considering he turned down Alien Resurrection. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Um, did anyone else have a problem with the lack of face coverings in this? It always oh, no one really looks cold. bothers me when they put people in Antarctica mm-hmm. or wherever the like fuck. Blasting snowy and That winds. is supposed to be like, I've seen pictures of people trying to cook liquids and you mm-hmm. literally put it outside and it's a frozen solid in less than a second. Yeah. And these people are all like, no, we have to look cool still. Even the dudes, yeah. some of the, even the henchman guys, like nobody has a baklava or you anything. Frozen snot dripping. You would, it, would be, it would be more like the thing. In the thing, they were beards frosted and just, yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's a small crazy. thing, but it's a big thing in this film. No one. It would have been so easy. No one's cold in this no film. No one looks cold. And even at the end, it gets even worse as she takes oh, off clothes we'll and is there. still fine. We get there. Ugh. She needs to worry about exposure, not the queen mm. alien. Oh, mm-hmm. She's exposed. Yeah. Anyway, nice shot. Spot boy's taking photos of himself and he hears something scuttling around. I think it's going to be a face hugger, right? That's the point. Because it scuttles like a face hugger. Mm-hmm. No, it's an adorable penguin. Who's probably running away from a face hugger. And they don't <laughs> Would have been great them. if there's a penguin. <laughs> on its, uh, or if you see the cute one and then you, you pan over and there's one in the corner yeah. like being attacked that would have been amazing finds the huge hole that's been cut perfectly it's the beam from predator ship but they don't know that uh, they see from satellite photos which I don't know how he just has these immediately he's like look this is today Yeah, it's- hole straight to the pyramid this is yesterday nothing probably shouldn't worry about it well, they still down. think it's another team when there is Half of an orb chopped out of a building. Yeah. And it's like a perfectly what clean fucking cut. team do they know that can do that? Well, this is a question I want to ask because we're later on going to see like some of this team have guns ready. Do they know? Are they already suspecting some of it? Because it's very much, they don't get into it. Are they suspecting? Is Wayland thinking there's alien stuff going on here and that there might be something? I mean, obviously, they don't know what's going on because that would be insanity. It's mm-hmm. insanity even when we get to it. But do they already think that there's something? alien happening here do you think well i think that with anywhere in that isolated when you don't know the environment that you would definitely have guns on your people not assault rifles it's like there's nothing what are you gonna fight polar bears yeah but like you don't need bring one hunter or something you don't bring like their team have hidden assault rifles they've got a bunch of nerdy scientists with them they don't want beakers yeah they're called in the film (laughs) but why beakers like beaker from the muppets Wow. I, I didn't find it weird that they had guns. I found it very weird. There's yeah, a weird twist we're going to get later where they just suddenly pulled them all out. And you're like, why would you have these assault rifles? You're on a fucking Oh, that's right. When they expedition. drop their little bags. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, they're all here now. So they might as well go down the hole because otherwise they're just going to freeze to death. In the but that was the original plan. We'll go and we'll freeze to death. We dig. Now there's a hole. We'll slide down. But we start to get some quick shots of predators getting ready. Yeah, they have their first. We have like the aerial shot of them in the snow and then it sort of pans out and becomes. Yeah. Like hologram that the predators are looking at. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Video uh, game. We learn there's a storm coming because, of course, 
Lara Croft is noticing that Wayland's sick, so we get some sob story about how her father died trying to climb a mountain with her. It's all just so rote. Yeah. Uh, sorry, going back to the predators getting ready, like that's another clear moment of it's like, okay, totally we're gonna have this sort of alien feel while these people are exploring and trying to figure it out. And then it goes to the alien thing and it's just so crazy and over the top with like them like all their weapons, like oh, there's yeah. close ups of their weapons. It's like Batman. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Batman, the Joel Schumacher Batman's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to be clear. Like Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, and it's just so, so different silly. and so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the fun, silly comic book movie and mm-hmm. Alien is obviously meant to be a horror thing. And yeah, again, I think in the Wailing place there's a good setup for an yeah. Alien movie potentially. Yeah. So they start abseiling down this hole. Paul just, he's just trying to get us. I know some people have a problem again with how long this takes to get going, but I may be sounding negative, but this is my favorite bit of the movie. This first the 50 descent? minutes of the movie. Oh, right. And there's a turning point a bit later, but this first half of the movie is my favorite bit of the movie. Like, I think the writing is terrible. But like you say, there's some visual flair in there. There's some building of mood. And I understand all the beats in terms of you are building to something that could be mm-hmm. cool. You know, like there's a, like a, there is a grandiosity to it all. Yeah. No, I'm feeling the same. Like, and I appreciate that, that it is sort of, it's choosing that sort of alien feel here. And it is, he's, he's trying to kind of build that suspense and mood. And, and I, it's just so difficult then when you do, at least in this part, it's kind of, you know, when it does jump to the predator stuff, it's quite brief. But it's still very jarring. Like, <laughs> and I'm already at this point, I'm just like, whoa, how are these two going to, how's this going to work in the end? Yeah. Well, the storm blows in, which again, I don't know why there's a storm other than it makes for, I guess, a cool shot later when the wind's blowing around and they're fighting the predators on surface. But predator ship sends down three predators and yeah, down, but down on like the bottom of the hole. Quarter rap album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we're not. Very cool. But like, also very like, like plastic shiny like, well like the masks and things well yeah even that and like the the dread sensors and stuff they just look very like rubber hosey mm-hmm. right whereas i i think this has been so far my least favorite design of the predator suits. yeah no me too like the masks here i like again that they're different but they don't look that cool and the one we're going to get at the beginning, which we'll get to in a second, he's pretty chunky looking. Yeah. It, he looks cumbersome. The Bane yeah. Predator. Yeah, yeah, I don't like him. Yeah. Down in the ice, they find a pyramid, get all excited, immediately start climbing thousands of steps. And I'm sorry, but some of these people wouldn't make it up those steps. <laughs> Spud boy. They, could, they like crest it and everyone's fine. It's like they'd be fucking exhausted. Yeah. And immediately we're seeing hieroglyphs of predators fighting aliens on the side of this thing. Well, there's even two giant predator statues out front of this pyramid. Yeah. Like massive. There's no one finds weird. No. No one comments on it at all. Even what are these? Mm-hmm. No one. And then one of them one of them triggers a foam step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Which yeah. immediately shows up on the predator's radar. Yeah. They're so, like GPS. so they trigger that and then everything like the So at this point they trigger that and then we see Rising up from the depths, a frozen xenomorph queen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then doors start shifting and closing, and the predators see that, like you said, Katie. And they react. They like they run in because it's about to begin, right? Is that right. their reaction, or is it because 
they didn't know they were in there. What's the they? Oh, the predators. Yeah, yeah. Their yeah, reaction yeah. is kind. Of, I was like, is that are they reacting because? Well, they don't run in yet. They really run in when the second trigger is done because then all the then it starts the mechanism of this pyramid. Right. But right now they're just yeah they're heading down there and they can see stuff is beginning. So yeah, I think yeah. they're like trying to get down there to get to there. What we're gonna learn is an initiation, I guess, mm-hmm. for these teenage predators. But I immediately, I mean, I will say now my favorite thing about this movie is yeah that they managed to keep the great look of the aliens like the alien queen mm-hmm. looks phenomenal yeah she really does and they went for this is yeah talking about we sort of mentioned at the start between practical effects and cgi like the crazy animatronics on that are fantastic yeah. amazing fantastic. amazing and the ones like just all the close-ups of the metal teeth which again we've seen it in other alien films but it still looks fan- phenomenal mm. when you see any of the aliens and they're close up and they're doing that shaking and their metal teeth yeah. come out. it's just it's so effective and terrifying mm-hmm Love it, which is real credit just to Geiger and Stan Winston on those original ones like that. They can, it doesn't matter what you put them in. Yeah, those designs are still so cool and mm-hmm. so effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then Italy boy and his other his friend, one of them reads some of the hieroglyphs and says, "Those who choose may enter." And then Italy boy says, "No, those who are chosen may enter." The one which is so funny because that his friend he goes, <laughs> "He's like, how did you learn that?" And he's like, "Because I've been watching you or something." He's assistant guy. <laughs> And I'm just like, I refuse to believe that he learned, like, Anything. hieroglyphs from just watching his, his Three buddy. Three variations of it. Yeah. Because he yeah. said, these are in what Cambodian, these are in whatever. And I'm yeah. like, and you then are just seamlessly able to translate it. Which also, why would, so are we to believe that the Predator's language, because, I mean, should we just get into it now? The Predators came to us thousands of years ago. They uh, humans were already here. They didn't bring us as slaves or anything. We're not right. getting quite into Scientology or anything. But they came here. They taught how to build pyramids in, I guess, the different places in the world in Cambodia. Yeah. Right. And, but they're saying like they used to be more of one continent before the continents drifted, and then this one ended up in Antarctica, buried. The ones that we haven't found because they were blown up. We're going to find later because aliens got out of control. Right. Mm-hmm. Why would you have three? I mean, is this meant to be the predator language? is these three languages and then they got split i mean if they're doing it in different parts of the world that's true yeah. why wouldn't they write it in their language because what's the benefit to having it in the three well i thought it was that it was the three kind of like the tower of babel sort of concept that you still ha- you had already had that split in humans that everyone had their own dialects and things right. that they were they were united under this single adoration of the predator when the predators did come but what are you saying? So they went and they, they so, picked up Cambodians, they picked up Aztec and I don't know. They picked well, because they hint at it at some point. She, someone says something about how Antarctica used to be habitable. So I don't know. It was very cloudy logic, but maybe that these people all lived in that space. And so, this, so you're saying this is the one place. So that's why this is the yeah. only one that has all three languages because yeah. this was like the bridge between Cambodia right. Aztec, the land yeah. mass. And it used to be habitable before the aliens get out of cool. control and Getting the predators blow it up and it becomes Antarctica. Oh my God. <laughs> so, because that's why, because to be clear, archaeologists have checked other pyramids and they don't have three languages. So Yeah, but the aliens didn't get out of control there. So they didn't get buried. No, no, no. But every uh-huh. what they're positing in this film is that every pyramid on Earth. Well, it came from the predators originally. So this is the this is the first pyramid. This right? is the first pyramid. I love the word. And then this down. those other well, you have to because this, <laughs> yeah. this wants to talk. It wants to talk about this. Then the Cambodians and the Aztecians. I don't know how you say As, it. Just Aztecs. 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 
And I think that's taking it sounds better. And the Egyptians all went and, you know, in the future made their own pyramids from this yeah. design they've been given from the predators. So, yeah, what we're positing and what you're saying then, but is at some point all three types of people yeah. were on this same landmass yeah. that has ended up in Antarctica with this single pyramid. Well, I'm saying it could have at that, it could they still had different be dialects. where it was. Yeah. But when the, because it shows the alien. The, but the why aliens, would they all be there? Because they all lived there. Why? Why would Aztecs, Egyptians? Because it used to be. It wasn't in a time where people traveled that far around the world. They're not going to end up. I appreciate what they said is like the continents used to be together. But I'm pretty sure through science, we know where Antarctica used to be when the continents were together. And it wasn't tucked between Cambodia, Egypt, and Aztecs. Yeah. And I feel like. The continents as we know them now were probably pretty much where they were at the beginning of like ancient yeah. Egypt. Yeah, like where hum when humans yeah. first for a team march in the same place. Yeah. So no. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah, very... And then still to get back to my first point is even if we go with that and then the continent still drifted and they all jumped off that continent because oh that was going to get cold so they jumped onto the bespoke ones mm. to then build their own pyramids. The predators gave them each their languages. That's what we're saying here. And for some unknown reason, decided to mix all three languages into their pyramid that's for them. Wait, I don't think the predators gave them their languages. I think their languages yeah. existed. So then why? What? So then, okay, that's even worse. Because then Cambodia, Aztec, and Egypt had to teach the predators their language, which, as we've learned, takes a while from how the predators mimic people. There are mm -hmm. only like certain words they attach to. Mm -hmm. They'd have to be taught that language and then decide, oh, this pyramid's for our training. You know what's probably a good idea? The three workhorses who made this, yeah. let's learn their languages and then mix them together into jumble sentences mm -hmm. and tattoo that all over our pyramid. Yeah. Rather than, oh, let's just use our language since this is our fucking pyramid. Yeah, but they didn't build the pyramid. The people built the pyramid. Sure. So the people would have been deciding what hieroglyphics I were don't think there. that's how slavery works at all. I understand, but I'm like... They said that they trained the people to do the pyramids. They didn't necessarily say. Well, again, then you'd have this chunk. You have is to in have this in there. We have to have nineteen statues of only predators, and but then you'd have it separated into different languages. You wouldn't have it jumbled sentences of each hieroglyph. They're saying is from a different one. Just saying the you would have like this. This went rogue. Or you'd have like if you've got one side of the pyramid is Cambodian, one side is Aztec, and one is Egyptian. Then you'd have this side, it's all in that language. Yep. This side, it's all in that language. And that would be enough. You look around and go, oh, this is interesting. We've got all three languages in here. Yeah. But no, it's literally like someone just mixed it up. It's fucking preposterous. <laughs> like this whole, uh, this whole, con I mean, I can actually, I know some people get angry with it. I can go with Predators came down and taught people how to make pyramids and all of that stuff. That was not the weirdest part of this film for me. So it's, I think I just let it happen. It's just all this extra confusion. which is like, you don't even need it. You, you're doing it because, and this is my point. Paul Anson wants one scene where someone looks and goes, oh, this is hard to read because it's mixed <laughs> in three things. Now let me tell you what it says. Yeah. And it's cool. Inverted commas. I don't understand why it couldn't just cool. be, oh, this is written in a really ancient dialect of aztec or like who the fuck is but gonna it, know it that be anything that's what i mean he he mixes mixes everything up because in his head is like this will make this seem cool for yeah. two seconds and it doesn't it makes your it's character no seem stupid it makes your film seem stupid and if you think about it for more than a second everything just falls apart and that's what drives me fucking crazy with paul anderson it's like he can direct okay as a sort of workhorse 
but his writing is just like you can feel him smiling off camera the whole time. Like, Isn't this cool? Oh, like, no, man. you're a fucking idiot. This is terrible. <laughs> but anyway, they decided to go in. Because <laughs> we're probably the chosen ones. Yeah. And now we get another trope that I really hate that Paul Hansen does. He does it all the time in the Resident Evil films. So Predator pulls up a hologram of the pyramid on his, um, what do you call these, like, wrist. Pip-Boy. Pip-Boy, there you go. Thank you, guys. Oh, it's Pip-Boy. <laughs> and the camera just keeps moving into this hologram of the pyramid until yeah. we start to see the room split up computer game style with different lines. So much of And this. then we start to see real people walking through these computer rooms and then it's going to cross-fade from hologram into real image. I hate this shit so much. Does and a lot. <laughs> does it all the time. He does it all the time in Resident Evil. Yeah. He fucking loves this shit. <laughs> And I just want to smack him in the face. <laughs> Drives me crazy. And this also, I don't even... Uh. They come across the sacrificial chamber. There are these people laid out. Their chests are broken open. And one girl even like points it out. Yeah. Like, oh, these chests, this thing's clearly broke out from the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't like taking people's heart out. Yeah, she goes, that's not where the heart is. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm glad that the archaeologist... Is the one who doesn't even know where the heart is on a human body. And they said they were all Aztecs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which again kind of confuses the whole language thing. Right. I mean, and then they were voluntary yeah. victims. Or- mm-hmm. Yeah, so they did. Uh, we're gonna, well, we'll see in a second, I guess. But they hear a weird noise. Petrified face hugger falls down. It looks cool. Why is petrified face? I don't know why it's petrified, but sure. Alien Queen is making eggs on a conveyor belt. <laughs> Against her will, it looks like. <laughs> Oh, man. This is advanced technology for the Aztec. Yeah, Carter just started cracking up with this video. He's like, they're on a conveyor. He's like, I think he said, they made a little conveyor belt. <laughs> just for her to have <laughs> eggs on. <sighs> and again, thousands of years ago, Predator technology doesn't seem to have moved on much. Yeah, it's not as, as advanced of years. as yeah. you would think. Like, think about how far humans have come in thousands yeah. of years. Yeah, but above all that, they're walking over a grey. I, I like this little nod. It's the it's made in the exact same shape as the Alien Three poster. It's that yeah. mm-hmm. dog-like alien that's in the circle. Yeah, that looks really cool. That's nice. Predators kill a guy who's covered in snow and frost, and I have a big problem with this because how can they see him if they can't see Arnie when he's covered in mud? Yeah, so but that'd I be right. You, yeah, when it when it that's your first response is that they walk past him and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, he's covered in snow. His body temperatures are probably way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the next predator that sees him is just like, eh, I see you. But doesn't he have a light on his gun? Doesn't matter. That's well, not that's how. what we established in the last one. Is that's how they uh, got him yeah. in the meat locker? It's it from the lights they on can their see guns. the lights. Turn off the lights. <laughs> just according said, to Danny Glover. Before the predators do kill that frozen guy above ground, they kill a couple of guards. Yeah. So they kill one guard, and then they kill, they stab another guard, and then. They spear another guard, so that's kill three. And then frozen guys kill four. Ding, 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 ding. I did like, and I, I this is definitely backtracking, but talking about the snow and the the veiling of, or the cloaking mechanism, the shot of the ship going over them in the storm mm-hmm. when the guy like barely misses it looked really cool. Yeah. I liked it. No, Some there of the are effects shots are really there. on point, but then others. Oh, yeah. Like the blood looks here. I, oh, there's lots of weird CGI upcoming. blood. It's like fluorescent. Yeah, it's so yeah. the red is just. It's like the alien weird. blood, but as red blood. Uh-huh. Yeah, they just really changed bright. the yeah. They just changed the the opening. Really they did bright. a little color wheel. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but again, this opening hour, as much as I'm complaining, is my yeah. favorite bit of the movie. 
Yeah. Um, the wind up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the team go down to the next level. They're going down to where they could see through that alien Very three unimpressed poster. with this pyramid, this team. Yeah. Like they're like, all right, let's go. Let's move let's on. just go down there. And then they just get down there as well. <laughs> I don't even know how. They find a sarcophagus, and I've learned that I don't know how to spell sarcophagus. <laughs> it's a really tricky one. But it's got this dial on it that is set to 1904, 100 years ago. What's the day today? 10th of the 10th, 2004, which oh, is yeah. 100 years from then. Yeah. So 10th. So they set the calendar to that, and it opens up. That's, you just set it to the date that you're on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That unlocks it. Work. <laughs> they, can, they can fly across the galaxy, but they do very simple simple codes yes <laughs> no good padlocks for the predator <laughs> generation i wrote down here i would play this game for sure very but as funny. a movie not so sure yeah uh cartis turned to me at this point and was like this is like a halo yeah <laughs> weapon stash discovery absolutely and i would have honestly like walking around this pyramid like being out on the snow and they're like imagine if you came to the deserted whaling town you're on your yeah. own or something or in a small group of like four of us online mm-hmm. and then you find that tunnel and you're going down that tunnel and then you yeah. find a fucking pyramid down there and you go in there and you start seeing these hieroglyphs you're like, oh shit i want this game right now It'll be fucking, <laughs> this is a game would be amazing yeah. yeah and terrifying yeah and this film is i'm gonna spoil it now it's neither amazing or terrifying <laughs> <laughs> this puzzle, this but please unlocked. keep listening to the podcast i mean it might be great but it's not amazing or terrifying <laughs> this puzzle unlocked trope definitely reminded me of being in a video game especially like a tomb raider where yes. you wander into a space and you're like wow this is so cool and then your character says a bunch of stuff that you find very confusing and then you're looking at a, a puzzle or a lock and you're mm-hmm. like i don't fucking know what i'm supposed to do <laughs> and you're like messing with it and it's not doing anything and then in the background her voice just keeps going i'll bet if i turned it to yeah, today's yeah. to <laughs> yeah. the date a hundred years ago yeah. or today that it might work. And yeah. you're like, this calendar okay. is metric. Yeah. It only moves in tens. Yeah. And so you just what keep turning it, it until something <laughs> happens and the cut screen happens. And you're like, oh, okay. I don't know what I just did, but something happened. So Moving there are forward. three predator weapons inside that are things that they mount on the shoulders. Because again, technology has not come on in thousand years. So Tomb Raider calls it. She says, no, we're going to go back to the camp. To enough for today. That's enough, guys. We'll go take naps. They take the guns, though. Italy boy's like, no, no. And he looks at the lackey, the, no. the henchman. And I love this bit. The henchman just looks at him and just like, as if to be a fuck you, just goes, I'm going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> and he just pulls it up. Surprise, surprise. Shit starts happening. We get another stupid fucking hologram shot as we see the three predators running inside as they suddenly go, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Party started. That's it. That was the bit I was thinking of when they do that dash. Yeah. They dash in. All the doors shut on every single level. Um, and then in the sacrificial chamber, those alien eggs begin to appear. It makes me a lot happier later when I find out that these predators are meant to be like teenagers, quote unquote. I think that's so funny. At least these motions for them yeah. make a little bit more sense. And they're I can cool find them yet. like comedic where they're like, oh, shit, you guys, dad's going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah. Go, go. And they're just booking it down this. Like that whole bit. And we're going to get to it when we discover the sort of history of this tomb but you're like you're watching it and you're like oh okay these are young predators yeah for their initiation and then i think i turned to carter and i was like yeah they're, they're teenagers forgetting the line that she then says oh they're teenagers and the moment yeah. she says that it's just like oh my god god yeah it's revenge in this <laughs> yeah yeah we get some cgi slow-mo here as the face huggers start leaping out the only way they know how to leap in this film <laughs> it would have been good going back to the teenagers thing if they had like on their ship 
um, posters of like <laughs> Predator, <laughs> Predator, <Just> Comic Girls. <laughs> <laughs> That would be fucking amazing. Oh, it would be so great. <laughs> but this is the thing. It's like, clearly this is a cartoon. Face about yeah. It. <laughs> 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 it's just a top lasagna and a topless oh, Danny Glover. Like, yeah. <laughs> With his tidy whitey. Um, I mean, yeah, look, this is a cartoon, right? Now, that I think the key comes down to can you let that go? Because I know some people, some people are precious mm. about Alien in particular. Some people are precious about Predator. Can you let it go? How dumb this is. Can you let it go that the alien queen has on, been on ice and is now part of a manufactory and is like the alien eggs are on, not just on conveyor belts, but they're on vertical <laughs> conveyor yeah. belts to rise yeah. up into this room. And now facehuggers are immediately leaping out. I feel that it would be much, it would be much harder for alien fans to let that go. Yeah. Oh, and to be honest. Like, you can prefer, because uh, the problem is you've got two things here. You've got franchise preference, mm-hmm. and uh, it's hard to believe anyone thinks the Predator films are better than the Alien <laughs> film. But you could have character preference. Like, yeah, people true. could be more into Predator. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then, like, there's no seminal Jason film like there is a Nightmare on Elm Street film, but I still prefer Jason as a character. Yeah. So I, can, I get all that, but I feel you just got to, like, yeah, you got to let it go. Mm-hmm. You got to just like, no, this is a cartoon computer game. Yeah. Right. I'm going to let them fuck with all the legacy, all the lore. All the things that used to be a nice big build and we're about to get into something that used to take days and now takes 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, I've already written myself over to, I'm happy to let this go. I'm happy to just go along with the stupidity of it and watch the cartoon show. Well, he's not precious about either one. So I think because he lets it go on both sides that you kind of allow it to happen. Because if he allow, if he like made the predator this, amazing you know aggressor and then kind of took some of the lore away from the alien then i think that you could have a problem with it but he's pretty sacrilegious on both sides well it's because to get these two together he's come up with something again they've taken a lot from those comics but that's so complicated you have to set it up yeah Yeah. ages so you need the hour i mean it still feels rushed to me to get to it yeah yeah they really just seem like no we just want to get to the action as quick as possible it still takes an hour to do that i think if it was a video game that you would have that time to allow it to breathe a little bit more, but you just don't have it here. No. Otherwise, it would be like a four-hour film. Yeah, no, it would be. And you need... And Alien is used to a slow build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Predator 1 was a slow build as well with other stuff to entertain you along the way. Yeah. This is just like, no, we want to get to this mashup. And um, I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. Then. I mentioned him again. Maybe he should have done this podcast <laughs> instead of me. But Carter also came up with another good point where... He- like sort of along the line of what you guys are saying. Listens to this one because <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'll have to get him to listen to this one. But he mentioned, I think during this point, roughly where he was like, "Oh, I could actually see the way that this movie is playing out and all these characters." He was like, "This could work better as a TV sort of series, mm-hmm. yeah, where you can have more of that time and space yeah. and let it sort of yeah, breathe a bit breathe. and let at least get to know some of these people a bit more and their backstories because it does feel like, oh shit, we have to. We have so much." <laughs> we there was like a huge task of yeah of how do we get this all to fit mm-hmm. yeah no it's so complicated time. to make it work no i agree you need you need longer to let the stuff breathe you also just need better writing definitely you need yeah. better directing and you need better actors it's like yeah. you could still have done this well i think mm-hmm. if you had sort of pared it down a bit and go no we're focusing on these two characters and they're going to be written well and you're going to care about them the other people could be there but their background you know yeah mm-hmm. and we're going to be on that emotional journey with these people like you know like aliens there's loads of characters and aliens yeah I think the moment that I, going back to like, when did you like have to let it go? For me, it was 
in that bit where the predators are getting ready, and it was like I was saying before, the cartoony weapon yeah, kind yeah. of Batman. You thing, know what you're in. It was just like, okay, great. This is what it was going to be. It's like strap myself in. This is going to get really silly, and it's just going to be. Yeah. It's going to be in a crazy little chair, ride. That strapping into. Yeah, strap myself into my sex sex chair. Yeah, my sex chair. So he said, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you already agree. <laughs> Not to worry though. Half of this team have assault rifles, which we've already covered. Just come out of nowhere. It's Bub Boy is explaining that they must have the flare must have been a power plant needing to fuel this pyramid firing up, and that that's what Wayland noticed from his satellite. And then chestbusters just begin immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just which again, I'm trying not to be angry about what used to take days of tension, and for Alien Three takes the entire film. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought it was going to be a they walked among back among their peers uh-huh. for a while. And yeah. then that's how the spread would happen. I was very surprised by how quickly. But there's no other way they can get aliens into this film. And we're going to have a huge problem because Chessbus is having for like one person. And then we're about to cut to four aliens that are already roaming this yeah. pyramid. True, yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck? Yeah, I mean, let's not yeah. even get to that. Like yeah. the acceleration of the face. Like, let's just go with. The predators can accelerate this process Why somehow. Why could they have had the other full growns in ice or something? And yeah. they unearthed at the same time that the mother the did. The queen mother can be iced. Why yeah. can't everything be and iced? And she was fine. So Done. they could have just had them break out. And then you would have had extra weirdness happen because people would have been like, I don't feel great. You know, or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Even You've like, already created stupid logic. Go with your own stupid logic. Like that logic. girl Don't when she wakes more. up and she, after have it, they've been attacked by the face huggers and then she wakes up and it's lying next to her they could all have been like oh that was weird we're all fine though yeah and then it shit happens yeah i mean if they were going to freeze them then because isn't the idea that this pyramid exists because the predators keep winning these battles sure yeah but no but all i'm saying is like no I, i see what you're saying but the solution to that it's so much more problematic. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. invented all of that law. So it's just yeah, like, yeah. we'll just go with one stupid idea, which is that you can freeze all this stuff. When the predators want to battle, they freeze something. Yeah. And- Chuck it in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got, a, what got a party. Kill five is the face hugger explosion and the first kill for an alien. I'm going to get to another big problem here. Much like I have a problem with The Last Jedi just being a very slow chase. My problem here is that the crux of this entire film is three predators then turn up and they go, oh, a gun's gone. <laughs> And then they're going to spend the rest of the film trying to get their guns from the humans. Mm-hmm. We've established in previous, only two, admittedly, but two previous Predator films, they don't, they attack you on your level. Mm-hmm. Aliens do not have guns. So surely if this is a ceremony, Predators will be fighting aliens just with, yeah, claws, knives, spears, spears. boomerang blade yeah. thing. Yeah. They don't, they wouldn't use the guns. Right. That goes against Predator law, surely. And you'd think that over time that they would have developed a better armor against the alien blood. That is also true. Well, we're going to learn later what's the perfect armor in against it. a hundred years. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better testament of, you know, initiation is to just send them in with armor and a spear. Oh, yeah. more of how, like, Indians yeah, more and primal. Aztecs, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, this whole gun thing, again, it just reeks of Paul Anderson. Yeah. He likes guns. Because like we're going to come shooting. up on that scene much later on where he just takes out, like, five Oh, yeah. With just his shoulder gun. And I was like, this is not a battle. No. So, yeah, they're wandering through with 55 minutes in. There's huge statues of the predators showing people worshipping them as gods. Again, people are upset about this stuff. I'm fine with it. You're going to tell me. People are upset about it? Yeah. Online. Oh, come on. It's the internet. (laughs) Yeah. But no, just taking that stuff and just doing it. People don't like all that. I'll be honest. I'm fine with it now. I'm not going to be fine with it later when we see this stuff. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Fair point. 
the pyramid begins to reconfigure itself because as if this plot wasn't confusing and <laughs> contrived enough for some incomprehensible reason, and I'm hoping one of you two can tell me why it would need to do this, it keeps reconfiguring itself. Every 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes. Like a Rubik's Cube. Everything's in tens. Or mm. like the film. The Cube. 10. Uh, cube. <laughs> Start up a 10. The 10th Cube. <laughs> cube, I don't know. Have you seen Cube? No. You should watch Cube. It's great. I mean, the acting's not great, no. but that's a testament to great idea overcomes everything. Yeah. Very, very cheap. Hmm? Who's the cube? No one you know. That's no. not the one where they go in the submarine. No, no, no. They're literally... So it's, it's a really classic sci-fi, no-budget movie. I think it was from Canada. But some people, the less you know about it, the better, really. But some people just wake up. And it's in an era when people just wake up in a room. Yeah. And it's like, what's going right. on? Right. And people wake up and they're inside oh, a cube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just a light. It looks like own little like rooms. It looks like you're inside the Lemang configuration yeah. from Hellraiser, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and they don't know what's going on in that cube. And then they open doors and they just see other rooms that look exactly the same. That are either above, room. below, left or right. And they right. don't know what the fuck is going on. Like there are doors on each. It's a really, wall. it's a high concept, brilliant little yeah. no budget sci-fi film. Um, and it had a decent sequel and then a terrible prequel that we were talking about. But it reconfigures itself in certain ways, and well, particularly in the sequel, it does. And this is very much. Right, and a leaf out of that. And I don't know why. Yeah, why would you need this to happen? Don't know. Does it present itself as you know an extra challenge for the predators in their initiation? Don't see no problem. They got holograms they can go into and walk around. Apparently, yeah, because yeah. none of them seem to get stuck. No, they never get lost ever. They're fine. It's only the humans. It's just which another. Which the humans like... wouldn't be present in their hunting. Yeah, because the sacrifices have been done. Yeah, they'd be dead. And then the humans also built it, so they wouldn't be getting trapped in it. The only (laughs) thing I can genuinely think of is Wes is Wes Paul is writing this. I won't say Wes Anderson. It's another great Anderson, (laughs) but not this one. Paul Anderson's writing this, and then he's like, "Oh, we need to split up our team." Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "You know what would be cool? Put them in like tunnels and things." With what if it just like everything changes? Yeah, uh, Paul, I mean, we could just write that, you know, the person in charge just splits them up and they go different directions. Yeah, but no, the lady no. said it was one of her three rules. <laughs> it wouldn't cost lots of money. Split up. There you go. So they were like, they won't ever not listen to her unless forced to. And this is what this film, like, again, it has a, it has a good budget, but it needed more. And it just keeps screaming at me of Paul Anderson just having ideas. Of like, if you just cut back your stupid ideas, you yeah. could have used your money in better places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is one of them. It's like the production time to do this stuff. Because there could have been booby traps. That would have been much more logical. Sure, yeah, yeah. That, you know, they walk through a room and it yeah, cuts themselves trapped. off and then you're alone. So Spudboy gets trapped with Scarface in a room that looks like it's got Minecraft predators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like cubes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Their feet are like, when I saw the feet, I was like, they look like giant Lego. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. And I mean, Amelia, I'm not well versed in Aztec and Egypt. You're maybe one stone carver who was like, I like it as cubes. But yeah. maybe that's the thing. Maybe these statues are based off of designs that each that's you know, true. type right. of yep. architects would have made. So I don't know. But they Stands look stupid. There. That's all I can say. One poor sod's trapped in the dark alone. He gets got by an alien. Kill seven. Scarman. Already fully grown. That's what we've learned. Yeah. yeah. Don't know where it really came from. But you're not seeing any of the kills again. Yeah, we're not already seeing it. Seems to be a theme with Predator. Yeah. Oh, wait. I think it was Kill Six. The one where he's hanging, the garden. 
Did you already do that one? No, no, yeah. This is just the predator. I mean, I may not have called it. Predator kill, yeah. This was the alien killing. Oh, Scarman. Um, yeah, kill seven. Wayland's with the final girl, his lackey, Italy boy, and a whole bunch of others who don't matter. Uh, he's suddenly having a... So, yeah, this is a problem I'm having. His, his henchman, this is where he has a turn of heart. Because mm-hmm. now one person's dead. He's been a complete dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This whole film. And then Wayland's like, oh, it's amazing that this gun survived whatever just happened to them. I don't know why. And then he's like, but there were the casualties. He's un, untouched. Because then like, that, that makes me think, is, is the whole thing like you, I guess this goes back to what you were saying before, them wanting to be armed. Mm-hmm. Are they implying here and then with Waylon and him wanting the gun that they understand there is some kind of technology down there? Again, he doesn't and is it, does, it, does it play in the idea that it's like Waylon is wanting this tech, so then it's kind of a bridge to, right. to alien, do you yeah, know what I mean? Predators give them the technology that then allows alien to, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he doesn't seem that shocked by it. He doesn't. No. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, none of them seem that shocked about anything. It's sort of like he kind of he half he half finishes the interesting ideas and then does the like stupid video game. Yeah, I I definitely was getting confused at this point why they were there. Yeah. Other than the fact that they were like, we saw a thing and we want to go see what it is. Mm -hmm. Because I don't. At this point, I was like, but there's a problem. You can't separate the bad ideas from just the not at all thought out ideas. Yeah. It's like I don't know. Yeah, if they're not looking surprised because that's meant to insinuate that Waylon knew about some of this, or if they don't look surprised because the directing is just so bad. <laughs> yeah. Because then Waylon turns on his own henchman at that point, though, and sides with Laura Croft and is like, no, she's right. You need to listen to her. Yeah. And I'm like, but wouldn't you have been on your henchman's side? I'm like, no, we were taking that gun. And this henchman just changes personality on the turn of a dime. I, mm-hmm. Well, because at the beginning, too, they were trying to paint Wayland as this terrible person who thought of money over people. And I am not seeing that in him no. at all. Once we see him in person, he's a sweetheart. He's fine. He's fine. He's dying. Like he cares about people. He's worried when people die. And I mean, other here he's not because he wants his gun. But yeah, it's completely erratic writing. But don't worry. Italy boy has a theory that he's come up with immediately. So the second that, that pyramid started moving, he thought, oh, this calendar is metric. So I'm guessing every 10 minutes that this pyramid is going to change. So the second it happened the first time, he set an alarm immediately on his phone that then goes off, tells us a theory, and then sure enough, it starts changing every 10 minutes. I would minutes. not listen to anything Bottle Cap Boy had to say. This film is insanity to one's intelligence. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's an assault to your intelligence. Scarface gets separated from Spud Boy, and you think, okay, well, something interesting is going to happen here. But no. Uh, runs into a fully grown alien. These right. close-ups again look amazing. Mm-hmm. Of the aliens, but how there are already four of them surrounding these people, no clue. Mm-hmm. No, it's in one chest, but <laughs> yeah, doesn't make any sense. Uh, the predators just seem to want their guns, and the final girl takes it from Waylon. So now they want to concentrate on her, and we get some terribly confusing shots as the predator then jumps in, uh, kills the henchman, and then we get an invisible one who starts fighting the final girl, Lara Croft. And then an alien kills it from behind. Kill mine. Cool. That's pretty cool. And this is that the first cool, moment. Yeah. It lifts it up. We get one of yeah. two poster shots in yeah. this film. That bit was cool. Alien face versus predator face. And the music's going all crazy. And you're like, oh, we're finally, shit's going to happen. Actually, alien versus predator. Like that. Yeah, that bit was, I really liked that bit. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> you look surprised at Alex. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it was picking that, up for me at this yeah, point. I was, I was like, all right. Like, we were just waiting to get to the meat of this. Mm-hmm. Just that whole shot of it yeah. lifting and then it, the. Cloaking, disappearing, and the other face to face was fucking. But it's cool. the thing, isn't it? It's like, okay, you're giving us a ridiculously contrived way to set this up, 
Freddy versus Jason. That's a ridiculous you can try on. You've gone through, you've added delays you didn't need to. We've done all that now. Let's just have fun. Yeah. And instead, they're going to keep hammering home this fucking story setup. There's mm-hmm. like more that they feel they need to explain and show you. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm all right. I'm like, you've already told me everything too much. I'm fine. Yeah. Let's ignore that because it's embarrassing and just have the fun that you said. Anderson's like, I have more ideas. Yeah, because it's like at this point and this first sort of fight and confrontation between them, it just goes crazy and over the top. Yeah. But it's like, I'm on board. This is yeah, just be crazy. Just be crazy. I mean, it's a shame he can't really shoot action. Like, it's very, there's a lot of up closes in this shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't really work. The, the, the way the predator moves in this scene. Very lumpy. Very yeah. lumpy. And it just, I don't know if it's like, yeah, the directing and maybe the, some of the choreography. It's yeah. just bad, some yeah. of it. Feels like a big old wrestler just like jumping <laughs> yeah. in the Yeah, it does feel very clunky. Yeah. I, did, yeah. I do like how the remaining predator, though, sees his friend being attacked. And you, just, you just get this like, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's my buddy. But I, I mean, it does. I like how they use each other. It's pretty cool. So he like grabs the alien by its tail and just whips yeah. it around, which yeah. is cool. And then the alien uses its own blood against him by whipping its broken tail, like to yeah, shatter. Yeah. Cool. It's very cool. And it's hard because it's stuff where it's like the aliens are just creatures. They don't seem too intelligent, whereas the predators are clearly intelligent. So you have to show the alien retaliating in an animalistic kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it. Yeah, they, they refer, uh, I don't know if they've referred to them already or later, uh, to them as serpentine or yeah, serpentine. Yeah, they never say and alien or I never thought of them that way until they said that. And then I was like, ah. yeah. They call the predators humanoids. Yeah. yeah they t- which is, you know, much better name than predator. <laughs> alien kills predator and gets its head scarred in a nice crisscross pattern from the predator's net so we Which can identify they later it later. call it grid. Do they really? The, on the, <laughs> the credits later. Oh, in the credits. It's okay. grid and scar. Yeah. Are the, they are the two left or I main. Mean, and he wants to be making computer games. Guys. Yeah. As soon as this happens, you're like, okay, this one's going to be more intelligent then because we can so identify that, this one now. Yeah, I felt like that bit. So we have the really cool predator alien kill with the tail and the lifting mm-hmm. and then that whole kind of next fight and chase there's some cool bits but it's so sort of long-winded to get to that i, I feel like the payoff of when the predator gets killed by the alien grid mm-hmm. was yeah. a bit of a it felt a bit flat after all that kind of yeah chasing yeah. and felt like way too easy no no completely completely the other, the other, there's only one good predator out of these the other two suck yeah that was bane predator yeah they died Final Girl, Italy Boy, and Wayland are all that's left um, from that, that group. Anyway, they're running Finally. away. Finally. <laughs> Smaller cast. <laughs> I love this though. She goes, what are those things? And she replies, you tell me. You're the pyramid expert. <laughs> Indeed. Oh my God. Indeed. <laughs> because in pyramid school... You learn yeah. a lot about aliens. Should she be the one who, because she like leads expeditions into scary, dangerous places. Wouldn't she be more of the yeah? She'd be more on, of the predator expert. Yeah, on weird animals or characteristics yeah. of. No, no. Yeah, it'd be the pyramid. And besides, I don't think you have pyramid experts. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a word for that. I think there's a job for everything. No, there's definitely a job for that, but I don't think it's called pyramid expert. <laughs> anyway, more classic-looking predator. Thank God is the only one left because he's the coolest-looking one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a big boy, too. I like this. He oh, picks yeah. up Wayland, sees he's got lung cancer, and lets him be... Gives him a pass. So what does Wayland do? Flame throws him in the head. <laughs> so 
light him on fire. Terrible idea. I love I love that mentality though, that especially the like the like male human intelligence of like what how do I take anything down? Yeah. I'm gonna set it on fire. I'm gonna blow it up, I'm gonna shoot at it, or I'm gonna set it on fire. Mm Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And it's Paul Anderson mentality, that's what this is. What would I do? I know. This will look cool. Yeah. Predator of fire. Yeah, Predator turns around, kills him. Rightly so. Predator's like, I I tried to give you a pass, dude. Yeah. Rightly so. He deserved to die. I saw the cancerous Predator ravaging your body. Yeah. I that was enough. What if there's a Predator film and it's just about disease? (laughs) Yeah. The real Predator. We get another really stupid, weird close-up shot that keeps happening. It's Wayland's face and then CGI blood running down Mm -hmm. like divots Mm -hmm. in his face. Oh, and I, I actually didn't like, so when the Predator turns around after he's been, he had his hair caught on fire, he extends his claw and then it extends again. Yeah, yeah, double extension. Which yeah. I didn't like. Nah. We were just like, okay, like it, That's what's the long... point of that? It's like... <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah. So he does it, so he doesn't take one extra step forward to well, kill. Well, Anderson's really excited. That's what's, ex- <laughs> that's what's important about it. Oh, man. Ten minutes pass and the pyramid reconfigures again. Italy boy just scrapes through. This uh, she yeah, chucks through. Tail. He just gets through, and a predator's chasing him. He throws his frisbee blade after him. As I said while we were watching this, I don't know which one was the least probable. Was this guy getting through this way too small of an opening? Yeah. Or that blade getting through it? No, oh, Italy I boy definitely. <laughs> I know because the predator's an alien. You can go. Like, maybe you could he can see do cool he had a good four feet left before yeah. he was going to oh, get yeah. out, and you could see it touching his back. No, he like, squished. That guy squished. You yeah. pancake. And he should have been. Yeah, imagine that if he just got squished and his head like popped yeah. out at the end, and she was holding it, <laughs> and it still had the Coke Pepsi necklace. <laughs> oh yeah, and she just takes his necklace. <laughs> she takes the necklace. I'll never let go. Yeah. Italy you know boy. what? I'll take the edge off right now. <sighs> Pepsi cola. <laughs> <laughs> This bread is just fucking where it's at, though. It kills a face hugger without even looking at it. Yeah. Just, yeah. And then an alien just like going, yeah. takes yeah. it off of its face off. Very cool. Decides to take its mask off and final girl in Italy boy find a magic little window they can mm-hmm. look through to see it. And then he uses the alien's acid to mark in his helmet and his own Tea. forehead. <laughs> Somehow it's now raining inside this yeah. room in the pyramid. I don't yeah. know what the fuck that's about. For one scene, yeah. the one that he's scarring himself on, it starts raining. Yep. What happened there? Even in cuts, I don't even know. I'm not the pyramid expert, Al. I don't. Looks fucking cool. And Italy boy says, "Oh, it's starting to make sense." (laughs) He literally turns to go. This is all starting to make sense. Oh really? Please explain. He's figured it all out. Um, and yeah, we cut this scene by seeing the predator getting attacked by face hugger. Now, Katie, it's your first time watching it. Had you figured this out before the end scene, or did you not notice this is a weird place to edit? I knew that. This would probably come back. I didn't know it was going to take us this long because yeah, all the other chest bursters <laughs> happen in about four minutes. Yep. So the fact that you never see a sign of it, okay, you don't even see him like while he's running, like mm-hmm. dagger or you know fall over or something. So from this scene, you thought it was suspicious, but because of the logic of the film, you thought, okay, they're not doing that. The guy had just told me that it all made sense now, so I was trying yeah, to be smarter than I felt I was. So I don't know about you guys, but we're talking about the slow mo. <laughs> oh, okay. We were talking about the slow mo face hugger things before. Yeah, we were. Don't you feel that they do it in every shot and make it very yeah. explicit? Yeah. Kind of here's a 
flying vagina yeah. with claws and oh, then yeah, with yeah. a penis Very coming sexual. out of it. There's a lot of vaginas. Like, like all the time mm-hmm. you see a face hugger, it's just like, we're going to make it slow just so you can really <laughs> see the details here. Can you imagine, was this film, in, no, this film in just before 3D, wasn't it? This film it seems like totally a 3D movie. Yeah. Oh, like I had that too, where I was like, is this meant to be in 3D? From the very beginning, so. it feels like it was hoped, at least, that they were like, maybe they'll let us make it in 3D. I don't later. Think so. Yeah, I know what you mean. It felt so yeah. much like that. From the aliens, the second mouth, when they come out, they're always right into camera. Sorry, just looking up. No, not that I can find. Or I think it was just before that real boom, wasn't it? Because when was Avatar? Avatar would have been... 2005? 2006? 2009. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, under 10 years ago, Avatar. So no, it this totally though would have been a 3D film. Um, yeah, we could have. So Italy Boy looks at some more hieroglyphs. Again, we're good. Yeah. Like, are any of us confused other than by the obvious? Like, it makes the logic that it wants to make, right? Yeah. Confused. Like, get the premise. Yeah. We get it. They're coming here. It's initiation. We get it. But wait. He looks at explain. these hieroglyphs. <laughs> he's claps. He says, these are difficult to make out. And then immediately starts narrating a fucking <laughs> flashback. <laughs> and what's worse is everything here is you've already told us all of this. So all I'm seeing is you pissing away millions of dollars yeah. mm-hmm. on this massive scene of predators dictating on top of pyramids, yeah. the slaves. So then that huge pullout shot of the predators being swarmed by thousands or millions. Millions, millions yeah. And then blowing everything up. I have written down here, I hate Paul W.S. Anderson yep. so much. And then that's like how he explains how these civilizations disappeared because right. they were literally blown Even off the face of the earth. Even though they didn't because we still had them. Yeah, and also that some of these pyramids survived, like clearly weren't affected by nuclear blasts. Make any sense. And so those should definitely have a xenomorph in their base. Yeah, you'd right? think so. Uh, but All the uh, ones yeah. that have survived. Again, unless they made, I think they're trying to go with like the, the okay, I don't want to get back. We, we did this, but they want to go into these people then made their own pyramids later, not for predator amusement, just because they've been uh, taught to make pyramids. Right. So that's and how they worship them, was by making these, but without but the facilities. But them to worship their own And then we just forgot about it. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. But, it's only but again, they had to have gotten off this continent, and the continent had to drift in all the... It doesn't make any sense. Fuck it. But anyway, he wants to make that even, make even less sense by showing us mm-hmm. all of this, because it wasn't enough to just tell us this stuff. Oh, and that's when she says young predator teenagers. You mm-hmm. said that that's when she says they're teenagers. Well, yeah. And then he explains that the humans are hosts for breeding, but they didn't see the room above happen. They weren't there when the breeding happened with their friends and when the face huggers oh. jumped onto them. They've seen none of that stuff. Yeah. And the chest burst. As far as these they know, two their characters are still fine. Yeah. Have no Boy, idea. Does he say that based on what he's based reading? on the flashback that we've just all seen? <laughs> well, they were they not in the room where they saw the corpses? Yeah, they, yeah, they saw the corpses, but so at that point they didn't think that's what though. it was. But they, like you're saying, they have not gone back upstairs. Yeah. They have no idea what's happened to any of their friends. Mm-hmm. But because we know, they know. Right. So this is-, is it here that also Predator is listening to them? And I, because th- I was yes. like, I wrote down Predator wants a sexy Italian accent. Because I was like, is he going to copy the Italian guy's voice? <laughs> I know, I thought when he, when it replays like multiple, multiple, multiple times, I was like, he's trying to figure out the dialogue like, oh, he's like, what is he saying I'm only interested in english yeah spud boy wakes up he's been taken to the nest so i'm thinking oh wow cool spud boy's still alive that's yeah, like you yeah. think he's not gonna live this I long know, it's such a build-up and you're like oh he's gonna be important nope nope 
Facehugger tries to get him, he shoots it, and then lots of Facehuggers jump, and he's dead the next time yeah. we see him. Kill 13. Spud. Final girl realizes, you should just give the Predator his gun back. So her the enemy of my enemy. Oh, yeah, that's the line. So they, they're figuring out Italian boy is sitting there, and he's like, the enemy of my enemy, pause, is my friend. And then suddenly they... <laughs> so the enemy is my friend. Yeah. We should give our enemy back his gun. What did yeah, she say? We like give that. the enemy back his gun. And that's... <laughs> <sighs> Here I've written down an extension of what I wrote earlier, which is, fuck, I really hate <laughs> <laughs> Especially because at this point we've realized that the guns are not the only way that they are able to kill the alien. Mm -hmm. No. So... They don't need that guy the was gun. doing fine without a gun. He was if you hadn't taken his mask loaded, off, man. I know. Yeah. He got cocky. Like he idiot. wanted to graffiti his face, and that's what happened. Yeah. It's just it's like I got to take this off with can this scar on. Dad's gonna really be proud. Yeah. I mean, and nothing else. If nothing else, if you can like He's Paul like, Anderson, gonna call me scar from now yeah. on. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can like Paul Anderson and all the things that happened in this movie, can you imagine writing a line? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And then you get there on set and that seemed fine. You let it go and then you direct it the way he directed. Say it like you're the first person to ever come up with yeah. this. You're a fucking genius. And oh, my writing's boy. amazing. I mean, just fuck him just from this. Like, just from that one sentence, honestly. Yeah, so we cut back to the Predator putting his helmet on. So we know he's been impregnated. There's some jumping over bridges bullshit. She nearly falls. He saves her, but then he's taken away by an alien. Again, these aliens still looking cool, but it's it's a little too little too late for me. It's like you're already not following through on what I was hoping you were going to. Yeah, got distracted with flashbacks of pyramids. And, yeah, and then she finds this fucking Pepsi Cola necklace, and I was like, yeah. he must really be gone because he would never leave. It. <laughs> he would never mm -hmm. leave his favorite failure. Even on the Blu-ray edition, there are some really grainy shots in these bits, like just terribly overexposed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're on set. There's yeah. no excuse for it to look like this when you're exposing. Final girl runs into Predator Boy. Here's where it happens, guys. Yep. Movie you, takes a turn. Can we just skip it? She gives him his gun. An alien attack. She, she kills attacker, it. She goes, wait. And he's like, all right. He installs the gun while she's being attacked. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Lots of aliens turn up, including old, what's it called? What were we grid. 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 But the grid then hears its queen alien going, grid. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, mommy. <laughs> goes running. <laughs> Takes the other aliens with him. <laughs> Predator shows her that the alien's blood doesn't blow, burn for its own height. It sits down, rips off a bit. arts and crafts right now. Yeah. He's like, hey, I can also show you how to hold people up by their feet and skin them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that next time. Yeah. Shows her the alien head in specific. And I'm trying to think of other alien films because I know I think acid does burn other bits of the alien, but not the skull. I think that mm -hmm. is like, yeah, but yeah. Basically, he, lit well, basically, he literally makes her a shield yep. out of the alien head for it to hold and then a spear from its tail. Yeah. Yep. And then in, in out of focus slow-mo, they go running off silhouetted yep. together. Fucking hell. Her hair is now imitating his dreadlocks and that she's just like slowly just accumulating around. this fro, this building. Before it was all like curly and pretty and now it's just very rugged. It's fucking well, it looks like you got a perfect xenomorph head. <laughs> we'll make a mighty fine shield out of that. 
these fucking Seems chrome. like everybody with a rifle is bringing in one of these these days. Yeah. I had blacked this moment out of my brain. And as soon as I was watching it, I was like, sure. oh, <laughs> fuck. I remember being in the cinema and I remember the giggles that went through God. like a wave as she yep. straps on this shield. There's no, there's no way to make that look good. Again, a very video gamey moment. Yeah. I mean, beyond. I mean, we're using video game a lot for anything bad, and I hate doing that because video games should be held. And again, if we get to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 at any point this week, uh, video games should be up to the highest standards. There's no excuse for video games to be bad writing, but historically, yes, bad writing, and this is. Yeah, and bad. I feel like this reflects video games of its time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shield is pretty thin. Yeah. Like if she held it up and something was spraying. Oh, fuck, yeah. Like, like everything besides. Her middle torso would just be uh-huh. So it's not a great shield. No. <laughs> this is great. It would be cool if he made her like a face covering. Would it, it be cool? I don't know. Oh, like, oh, just like a big yeah. hat helmet yeah, like thing. A- she's just thing. So uh, Grid's having a chat with the queen and their buds. So then they try and free her. It's a little confusing here. Yeah, I didn't know what. I thought they were killing her at first. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so they're like killing each other, aren't they? It's like they're using they're the blood. They're kind of just like cutting each other, yeah. Yeah, they're using the blood. Like the lackeys are like hurting each other and some yeah. must die to use their acid to then burn through her chains yeah. to set her free. Yeah. To which I question, why hasn't she done this before? If this is, she's been down there and right. they've clearly done this many times, why did she suddenly have this bright Maybe idea? Maybe this is why the cube logic was enforced, is to keep them from getting back to the xenomorph. Well, it didn't. I know, but I'm saying... <laughs> they go back easy. Normally, the Predators would have got them at this point. I don't think so. Because oh. normally, I mean, you look at that flashback, somehow there are millions of aliens, which means millions of hosts. Because yeah. that's the only way you make aliens. Mm-hmm. They don't disappear. Yeah. You need hosts. Yeah. yeah. So even those four earlier don't make sense, but that shot with millions, you have millions of hosts, you wiped out the entire population of the Earth at that point. Mm. Yeah, you'd think that the predators would control the amount of humans that had access yeah. to the face yeah. robbers. No, absolutely. But again, Paul doesn't get it. It looks cool. It does. Yeah. To do it. Sort of. Eh. So she like rips out and gets a egg sack off as well and just goes running. Yeah. yeah. I already feel like Final Girl is slowing Predator down. Yeah. Because she can't leap around and be invisible and do all the cool things he can do. He's like really got to move up a level now. But she finds Spotboy's camera. And just start screaming for him. To which if I was Predator, I'd be like, oh, fuck this girl. I'd be like, yeah, we're gone. But it's too late. Spudboys survive one death just to be killed off screen. And then she upgrades briefly from an alien spear to a gun. Oh, wait. Have we got to the bit where where Predator communicates to her? Oh, Oh, no, we haven't. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Uh, So she finds... Don't worry. We're not going (laughs) to miss that bit. She finds Italy boy, though. He's alive. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he's all upset. Predator goes to kill him because it can see the alien... In its, in its chest. That's a cool little shot. Yeah, that's cool. And then she shoots him in the head, gains a predator's respect. It does the old Michael Myers head tilt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, more to her than I expected. And again, this is this predator's fucking cool. Chest buster comes out, he just snaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catches it as it's coming at him. Yeah. Yep. Gosh, I was that cool when I was a teenager. I know. <laughs> She's back to yeah. the spear. Again, though, actually, Looking more wild. I do need to make one other point with this film. For someone to pull out and pretend he's an alien fan, spoilers: this predator has an alien growing in it. Mm-hmm. We have already ascertained from Alien Three, mm-hmm. no alien will attack you if you have an alien growing in you. 
Mm-hmm. Right? That is alien law established fact. Yep. You are safe from all aliens if you have one growing inside you. Mm-hmm. So the rest of this movie would not happen. Uh, she's back to a spear. Meanwhile, below, yeah, the queen is like running through stuff. Alien eggs start opening everywhere. Predator sets a thermal grenade. And then, Alex, if you, you, uh, you want to explain this scene. Yeah, so there's a moment where... Okay, so my first point in this, before I get to that particular part, is he, he activates the, his Pip-Boy to explode and he throws it in the room. Yeah. Now, in Predator 2, when Danny Glover was on the edge of the building and the Predator activated it, he cut off its hand, mm-hmm. which deactivated the explosion, but he didn't cut the Good point. thing. And in here, he just takes it off. So it's implying that the actual Pip-Boy thing is the explosive the device. Explosion. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a bomb in it. Which doesn't connect to the Predator 2. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest of the Predator <laughs> So at this point, um, well, no. Um, no. So he throws, yeah, so, he, so Predator activates his, his Pip-Boy thing to explode, throws it in the egg room, and then turns to the girl who's kind of like, what's happening and he does a little like sign languagey hand symbol of just like <laughs> it's gonna blow up. Oh my god! I lost my. Why did Why? I'm silently shaking my head for the listeners. <laughs> it's it incomprehensible. So crazy. It's it's beyond. I, I don't know how any of this gets let through. Because you know, and then also I think as we're trying to sort of unravel all the logic in this. When the predators first arrived on Earth, is that how they enlightened and educated the yeah. humans? Was it a bunch of pantomiming? <laughs> Just- was there charades nightly? Fox read this script and they greenlit it immediately. <laughs> oh, immediately. Oh, and then fast tracked this film. Why can we not fucking use the predator's gift of hearing things and then he repeats them yeah, somehow if knowing else where to put earlier them? In the film why can an Italian bomb? boy yeah. have said we should just blow it up or yeah. it need we they must have used the a bomb. Fact that they've been coming back and forth to earth for thousands of yeah. years surely they've developed also a cleaner way of communicating Arnie looked at it and figured it out yeah. why isn't paul anderson's <laughs> character that fucking smart like he only writes stupid characters and his character needs predator to mind to her <laughs> She could just look at it and go, oh, okay, I get or it. Or he throws it and runs, and she's like, oh, shit. And yeah. she just. And then you got a natural comedy moment. Understand. Like, no. No. The comedy comes from the stupidity Insane. of watching the predator going. And then we have to watch Insane. them run out of the pyramid together. <laughs> Insane. Which just yeah. looks so dumb. Every shot so of them running in slow mo looks so stupid. Yep. Really bad. <sighs> Fucking film, man. And then they get to uh. the tunnel. That oh they God, have sailed down and they activate the um the winch so it like turbocharges them back up. Well, wait, Alan, before that though, she saves a predator from an alien and then starts with a you are one ugly mother. But yeah, she can't right. even finish the line because they're not yeah. allowed to in this fucking cut of a movie. Like yeah. they have to not say fucker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Then they fly up to the surface in some terrible CGI. When they so shoot out, it looks so bad. So bad. <laughs> it's like on some sled. Just going, <laughs> yeah. Beating a nuclear explosion. I don't believe it. And they don't show it land because you can't show this fucking thing land. They shoot out the end no. like a fucking cannonball. Yeah, I know yeah. she's dead. She's dead. She's dead easily. She yeah. could barely hold on to it. But no, then they run like John Cusack in 2012, the world just crumbling around. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel we have moved into a Mission Impossible movie. Well, I, 
but mission but that's the thing is like there were scenes at the beginning where i was like only mission impossible could do this and it would do it fucking well yeah Yeah. this is nothing's right and every, everything's dead. Green this ex- light. This explosion. <laughs> that's, what, that's what a predator needs to say. Red light, green light. <laughs> Everything would die. That explosion was so big. The Queen Mother, is. there's no way. The Queen Mother. There's no way that the Queen Mother. Al salutes every time he says this. <laughs> getting out. Fucking no, no way. Yeah, because that's the whole point of that explosion, which was told in the backstory. If things get out of hand, they can yes. blow everything to shit. Yes. Game over. Game over. Not, the Not even Rex. wounded. She's fine. Yeah, we got all these fucking all these out of focus slow mo shots and running like a bad eighties cop TV show. Whole village crumbles. Predator takes off his mask. Somehow the alien hasn't burst out of him yet. No idea. Yeah, the weirder face in normal. I'm not liking it. Yeah, I don't like it. It looks like the mandibles open wider. Yeah. There's like expression in the eyebrows. They're giving him really kind eyes, which are like, okay, fine. But then the rest needs to look good and it looks cartoony. Yeah. Because there's a bit. The mandibles move too much, like the second set too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it keeps opening in and then the inner ones move and it just. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, the the, the eyes is a really good point. Like they look just too. Yeah. yeah, very human, human. very kind. But. Yeah. Um, but but for me, there was a note. Like I think when the queen rises, he looks up, and he's he, the brow of of the predator <laughs> like rises up, and it's just too human and expressive and yeah. surprised. Like it just it it looked ridiculous. Yeah. Oh no, that's insane. When she jumps out and he goes, but <laughs> <laughs> even wait exactly. a minute, it's not even yeah. straight away. It's yeah. like he like waits, like looks at her. <laughs> <laughs> But he's been such a cool oh, badass up to this point. Yeah. He's like it's so terrible. There's no way. And then they just cut to him. Like each shot is just him. Now I look cool. Yeah. Throw this toy. Yeah. Bing, nothing happens. Cut to him. Looking cool. Throw this toy. Nothing yeah. happens. And we should say he's done like he ripped off. He had an alien finger that he's carrying with him, which is yeah. a bad idea because that's acid leaking mm-hmm. in your pocket. And then scars her with it, which is from, I'm only noting that because that's from the original comic that they took stuff from. Right. He gives you the well, and then it comes into play later. Yeah, yeah, it does. But yeah, so now they're up against this T Rex size alien mother, mother. (laughs) Godzilla (laughs) running around, and again, like it looks fine, I guess, and considering the post production time they had, well Mm -hmm. done. But it's not good enough, and there's no tension here, and I don't care Uh, about any of this. I particularly don't care about her, and she yeah has to take off her jacket because she gets trapped, and then you're just like, well, she'll be dead from exposure within minutes. Yep. She's literally in just like some. It's like in tank top, isn't she? And, yeah, it's well, like, it's like a thermal, Uniqlo thermals. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> what I thought. I was like, it's just like the Uniqlo turtleneck yeah. you can get. Uh, Predator does a pretty cool move on it, which I don't know why it does it. It like jumps at it backwards and does like this weird yeah. thing. And then she teams up with Predator Boy to link the alien's chain to a falling water tower, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, something like that. She by herself is trying to pull the chain of this giant fucking alien. To pull it and attach it to this water cooler thing. Yeah. For me, it was well, like you- it was like 1904 that that whaling station was uh-huh. set up. But some yeah. of the structures look more modern. Didn't fit. And also, I don't know. Again, I'm not an expert. Maybe it does. But in Antarctica, do you have water towers? Because I feel they would freeze. I thought they <laughs> were like, just melt ice? like blubber storage or something. Blubber storage. I tower. like that. I, don't know, maybe. I love that blubber tower. Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> that it is all over them. <laughs> <laughs> They're just covered in yeah. blubber. So the queen like old fermented blubber at this point. Oh, that would be a good idea. Oh, nasty. Well, the queen alien gets dragged 
down, stabbing Predator Boy on the way. We get another poster moment as the two faces come face to face, and then she pushes it. Like, yeah, she like, whatever. She unclogs the chain, and off it goes. And the queen drops down into the icy water below, presumably frozen for another day. Yeah. I presume. Yeah. Like, that's her idea is the sequel. Queen Mother's bottom of this ocean. Mm -hmm. But there's just so many, like, we cut back, because we see it fall in, and then Anderson wants to cut back to an underwater shot of it falling. It's like, there's just so many terrible CGI shots that you never needed in this movie, and you mm -hmm. would have saved so much money that you could have put into other things. It's like, why you keep doing things you don't need to do? Because it looks cool. Does it? Does it, exactly. <laughs> Predator dies. Also sad. But then a whole bunch, hundreds of hundreds. invisible Predators. Yeah. Like, we had four at the end of Predator 2. Let's put you know what's better than four? <laughs> hundreds. Which hundreds. I felt... Okay. Were they there this whole time? I feel they were because they're invisible ship and invisible predators. They're so like they're I get the, ones the idea who... that they're like we have to let we we're not allowed to intervene because mm -hmm. this is yeah. his yeah ceremony or whatever. But wouldn't the teenage predator have seen them there? I mean, maybe, but again, I don't think. I mean, maybe again, I can find it because because there's the big ship at the beginning. I think this is them from the big ship, and then three ones get sent down. You're led to believe only three were on that big ship, but no, it's like hundreds were on that big yeah. ship so touring the galaxy. They're, they've been there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. they sent them down to begin with, and then they're just not allowed to intervene. So the teenage predator was able to see the growing. I mean, it probably knows they're there. In the Italian guy. Yeah. But the other predators aren't able to see it in him. Well, they probably well, are, when they but do come, come out of the ship, though, oh, they yeah. don't have their masks on. None of them have None their of the masks. hundreds. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, the, the ones you see pick him up, and the chief one. Don't have them. You're absolutely but right, though. The There's no time, way that it wouldn't scan this thing. I, they also don't care about the other two predator teenagers been, who died. They just take this one. He's been walking around with, like, not royal blood, this, like, human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, and no. then he, like, he marked her. I was I hoping know. that they would kiss before, before I know. he died. We really like, lost gonna the be love that story. If you're going to be that ridiculous. <laughs> we really lost the love story of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they see the marker on her head and they know she's cool. Oh, she got tea. Tea yeah. for Tanro. <laughs> uh, Grandpa Predator gives her a nice blade toy and then walks off whipping his dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> Dramatically. She's left to die of exposure. Yeah. But don't worry. There's a little tractor. No one was allowed in it earlier. Now everyone's dead. Problem solved. Yeah. Tractor fun. Fucking yeah. beakers. Um, and then, yeah, we're on a shot. This is a Predator ship as it goes off into space and they all walk away from this the body they just laid out and then the music stops so you know something's going to happen mm -hmm. and of course a predalien predalien official terminology bursts out of its stomach and I remember leaving that cinema thinking oh good god <laughs> 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 they killed both franchises <laughs> <laughs> they put a gun <laughs> to both of them and fucking pulled the, pulled the trigger there it is alien v predator so it should be said Ridley Scott Hated the movie. What? I don't get it. Sigourney Weaver <laughs> My claimed. Franchise. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver claimed that Alien. What have you done? She claimed the Alien vs. Predator movies killed the Alien franchise. Oh, don't worry. Ridley will put the fi <laughs> final nail in the coffin, <laughs> Sigourney. <laughs> <laughs> and James oh. Cameron enjoyed this movie. <laughs> he came out and said it's his third favorite Alien film. Do you think we'll get an Avatar Predator Alien? Mashup. <laughs> yes. James Cameron just wants more excuses to get into tiny DIY submarines and go to the bottom of things. <laughs> he does. 
And be like, it's just like an Alien versus Predator, the third best Alien movie. To this point, though, there have been four previous Alien movies. So this is the fifth. So His presumably, yeah, no, but that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like he did two, so obviously he's going to put that right. at number one. Uh, Alien, he must love, I'm sure, because that's why he would have done two. So then this is then this one, Alien vs. Predator. That means Alien 3, which he probably hated because that took everything he did in Aliens and killed everybody off. Mm-hmm. And then Alien Resurrection, he probably doesn't like it. So that, he places this film above Alien 3, David Finch's movie, wow. and Alien Resurrection. But where mm-hmm. do we place it? That's the thing. Well, we're not going to learn exactly where, but let's hear how we felt about this movie. And guys, Alien vs. Predator Requiem is where we're heading to next week. And what I want to know Very is excited. from this ending... What are you guys hoping for? Neither of you have seen this one, have you? Nope. I have. Um, I know what's going on, but I wonder from you guys first, how do you feel about Alien vs. Predator? Let's start. <laughs> Sorry, can I just uh, mention a thing? So the tagline for this film was, whoever, what is it? whoever wins, we lose. We lose, yeah. Oh, yes, we do. And I, I found a little, a little tri- a trivia note here. Simon, Fe- Simon Pegg is a big fan of both franchises was well known to have disliked this crossover and made a quip about the film's tagline, whoever won, we left. <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy said there's Morse code at the beginning of the film, apparently, which is typing out whoever wins, we lose as well. Like, this is where he's wasting his time. Mm. <laughs> Alex. Yeah, how are you going? I don't know. How are you doing, buddy? Good. What do you think about Alien vs. Predator and what do you want from Requiem? Yeah, so this film, when this came out and hearing the concept, I, I, was, I was like, I was already you into my teens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was excited by the premise of it and then finally like seeing this on screen. And yeah, watching it, like I was saying earlier, th- there's some things that really impressed me. Like I do, I do really like the, well, not really like, I like the first half <laughs> of the film. I appreciate the practical effect, effects and the sort of big, set building pieces i really love the the whaling station when they first arrive at that it just i think it looks really cool i appreciate the tonally to begin with he really tries to kind of give it the feel of an alien film but it just becomes so difficult then to it really feels jarring as he tries to kind of converge these two two universes together and sort of like from that point as it starts happening i it just becomes a real big mess for me. And it's it's kind of easy to pick apart bits from each of the franchises or each of the, the monsters, I suppose, and be like, oh, cool, I like that. Like, I think some of the practical effects of the Queen looks really cool. I think, like you were saying before, Al, the close-ups of the aliens still looks really cool. The Predator design, which we touched on, is just not as strong as the last two films. Um, even Duck Bill predator from predator 2 looks better than this and i think the way that he shoots them and sort of lights them doesn't make it as imposing or as threatening in any way i think the fact that is it what's the guy kevin peter hall the guy that originally played predator yeah i think he found such a great physicality and nuance in how he moved as the predator that was really interesting to watch whereas here they're just so clunky and the way that they're directed and, and choreographed plays up on that clunkiness that it just doesn't it doesn't look fluid. It doesn't it just it's it's not appealing to watch. But the biggest issue for me is just the writing is awful. You can always look at it's easy to look at the actors and be like, oh okay, they're they're bad they're bad actors. 
but being an actor and being on that side, you know, it takes a real, real amazing actor to be able to take bad writing and present something that is, is watchable and that we we're just talking about can't. it uh, a couple of nights ago because I'm showing I've seen Daredevil. Have you seen season three of Daredevil? I haven't watched season three. So I really fucking loved some of that. And then we were watching it with Katie. I was like, lots of this writing isn't good. This, yeah. But the difference is they have really good story ideas, like really interesting things they want to explore. And then they have a couple of really great, I think Charlie Cox is excellent in that yeah. role. And between him and Vince, Vince Nofro, that's the name, isn't it? Playing Kingpin. Yeah. Like they're both yeah. good enough actors that they can take not great dialogue and make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you completely. Like yeah. you need a really great actor that's perfectly cast to work with this kind of level of yeah. dialogue right. yeah. with a director who can do that, you know, to get over those script problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's an issue here. It's just like the writing is just so poor and awful. And, and then just some of his directorial choices are just, I don't know. It just does it. It feels... You know, it, you can be excited and be like, okay, I'm going to let it go and I'm just going to go on this ride that it's going to take me on. But it doesn't even feel, <laughs> even that in itself isn't satisfying enough for me in this film. Like the sense of like, oh, I'm just going to go on this goofy kind of cartoony ride because it, it is, some of it is just very silly and it does make you laugh out loud <laughs> when you're watching it or scratch your head in thinking, oh, well, how does that make sense? especially if you're a fan of both franchises and you're looking for those kind of fan service moments of like, oh, cool, that's how they're tying this into these franchises, is it? which is something that I really get a kick out of. But it just gets sort of so bogged down in this is how it's going to work and this is how it all makes sense. And the fact that as an audience, like, oh, cool, yeah, I get it. Enough to be like, okay, let's just get on with it and let's just see it go crazy to then have a stupid flashback and explain it again. <laughs> It's just like, well, what's the, what's the point? So, the, like, these were some of the challenges I had with this film. Yeah, which made it sort of... I had moments in Predator 2 where I felt bored, but there was a part of me that still, like, in, enjoyed watching it and had the sense of momentum of, like, oh, cool, we're just kind of getting through it. Whereas this was just... Some of it was just so ridiculous. Um, yeah, and so silly. Saying that, though, seeing the Predalien at the end... There's a part of me, and just because this film was, it is what it is, and it is just so ridiculous. There's a part of me that's like, okay, well, let's just see more of that. Let's see the Predalien now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, let's just go. Yeah. But like, let's let's. The problem with this as well, I think, is that it's still. I feel like he's still being precious with it, but his preciousness is kind of misguided and all over the place. Whereas, like, so I'm of the feeling now. I was like, okay, well, you've revealed this Predalien. Let's just not be as precious and just be crazy. Like, let's just go crazy. An alien on a plane. <laughs> yeah, like, like, who cares? Like, let's just go wild and be stupid, but, but kind of embrace that. Because before we started this podcast, you like came in and you're like, I'm so excited about next week. <laughs> I mean, and I and I still am because it's just like, why not? Like, but, <laughs> but if it's gonna be, if it's gonna really take itself seriously. And that was the thing is that here it, it, it tried to have this sort of serious tone of alien, but then the predator parts, which it could have complemented the, the, that sort of tone, were cartoony and silly and it just didn't, none of it, it didn't match for me. It didn't fit. So now I'm just like, well, just, just be crazy or go home. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Alexander <laughs> Chai. Katie. Going into this, I really thought it was going to be super fan focused 
on both sides and I was excited about it. So then I was very confused for the first 50 minutes of this film because besides uh, the director's cut, when we saw the whaling station in 1904 or whatever, you really didn't get any indicator that this was going to be a brawl. And that's what I wanted was just like a fun brawl. And then like if you would have told me it's going to be in an enclosed space, it's going to harken back to this ritualistic thing like this. What do you call it? Like I loved all the lore. I loved the premise, but it was such a big idea that the setup required for that takes such a long time. And I admired for what it was, how quickly he was able to get from there's a pyramid. It's the first one ever built <laughs> with and like it's going to be in this the most one of the most isolated areas in the entire world. And it's under whatever it was, like 2000 feet of ice. Like this all sounds great. And like we said before, the cloaking mechanism was not working for me in a cityscape. So the other option would be to do it in snow. So I loved that. I was very excited for like a the thing backdrop. And then it was gone. And I was very sad about that. As soon as we went down in the tunnel, I was like, oh, damn it. But then it kind of became the descent, mm-hmm. which is cool because you've got all these cavern things. You don't really know what to expect. But again, like we discussed, somehow our characters knew the malevolence of the space because it had happened to other people, even though they didn't know that it had happened to other people. So the, the, com- the, the connecting threads were extremely loose. <laughs> and then it just yeah he he kind of played fast and loose with the the time frame of the alien stuff i loved the idea of the xenomorph being frozen down there and this like huge mother being there and i there was so much about it that would have worked and it could have been mm-hmm. such a fun cool thing and then him he someone got i don't know if it was the director of the store whoever wrote it got in their own way because he wrote it, did he? Did he? He did. I mean, there were other people okay, down right. there, but the people like down, but they're like the creators are down there, not just as creators, yeah. right? But he, again, he took a lot from the comic, so yeah. Right. But it just it got he got in his own way, I think, a lot with it because once I thought it was kicked off, and I was really excited after that first alien v predator kill, and then it tampered down again. And we tried to go back to this story that no one gives a shit. Yeah. Nobody cares, dude. You call it alien versus predator. That's what people are here to see. Yeah. I'm not here to learn about the backstory of this guy with his Pepsi Coke bottle top. And I don't care about that guy's kids. Like, sure, give them some little personalities, but I don't need to be that invested. Yeah. There, I did not like the predator design here at all that's always been my thing is i'm like i'm not quite on board with the predator films but i've always thought it was such a cool design of a of a, of a monster and here it looked like a cartoon they both did in my opinion like some of the alien shots were cool but i just like the snarling thing happened at least six times and it should have happened too And like, I didn't need your like silver teeth that many times. And yeah, the the leaping face hugger grabbers, the slow-mo things was, I hated it after the first time. It made me laugh the first time. And then after that, I was like, oh, okay, we're just sticking with this. (laughs) So yeah, I just, it kind of made me sad because (laughs) there was so much fun and so much cool things to be done and to be had with this. 
he just didn't know how to do it within the time structure that was there for him. And then, yeah, the casting was deplorable. So it's hard because when I think about this film, even now, I think about the cool shots. (laughs) So I have this bad feeling that I'm going to be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And then it's going to constantly be one of those films that I don't remember the shitty parts until I'm actually watching it. So what do you want from Requiem then? I do. <laughs> like three predators and a baby. <laughs> nice. But I, I, I mean, will, I know, right? Where they're just like, I don't know what it wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just keep trying to attack the their yeah. But I almost wanted to see like the spaceship like jolt off course. You know, have you, you're like watching a minivan and then something happens and then they're like, Rah! but anyway, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I you love, know, you're not having a great time with the Predator series. So I'm far. not. And it's it's hard because in concept, I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. That sounds awesome. But I'm really struggling with it. So far, Alien is winning for me in okay. concept because they, they know how to handle Alien. Do you want to end more, more pyramids or do you want to end different? What do you want in space? Can you give a location? A Predator t- frat party. They're in frat college party. now. Got it. Got it. <laughs> in college. Makes sense. You want more I loved the tundra. Like I loved that bleak, like harsh terrain. And I was, re- I'm just really sad that they didn't do anything with it. Like even the time that you could have had a, a like, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just had a penguin. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, one penguin. You didn't do anything. So I just, I, cause to me, the predator works in that space. Okay. He works in, those wilderness predatory spaces yeah. Like yeah. the ones where jungle things wilderness. are lurking and jungly and yeah yeah where you could have where it's the unknown of yeah. the space okay and the less explored the better so All right. i don't know okay i'll no, tell no, us no. how much you loved the film <laughs> look okay so it could have been worse that's what i want to say you really could have i don't think it could have been more stupid that's kind of yeah. the clarifying thing and I struggle with this film whenever I think about it because kind of like Katie's saying, I'm always like, sure, it's stupid, sure, it's dumb, but it must be fun because there's enough money there that a lot of it does look fine. So much money. Um, a lot of it does look fine. Some of it does not. But the things that don't look fine, for me, it's less even the CGI. There were some bits, but it wasn't terrible. Like, mostly it's the beginning. Like, those dishes at the beginning look terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, but the stuff looks terrible is how he's framing things. It's directing decisions. It's the two of them running, a girl and her predator running in slow-mo and out of focus as things are blowing up. It's stuff like that that looks terrible. So it's not really to do with the money. I cannot believe, like, when I came back to it this time, I was like, because, yeah, again, we've done Freddy vs. Jason twice on this show because we did it for the Jason and a Nightmare retrospective to look at both angles. If we ever do Alien, we'll have to come back to these films again to look at them from a different perspective. Presumably with a different team, because maybe it won't be the same. But we'll see. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> Aliens are awesome, so. Yeah. And my big frustration was coming back thinking, I'm going to have fun with it like I did with Freddy vs. Jason. Freddy vs. Jason, they fucked over both the laws. They're really stupid. Like, every time we go back to the film, I'm blown away by how stupid that film is. And it, le- it takes ages to get to the actual throwdown. But when you have that throwdown, it's so dumb and it's so much fun. And yeah. there are just yeah. a few key moments that make it all worth it, you know? Um, and then a stupid ending again. But I'm enjoying the fun of it because it's going, no, it's going to be dumb. Let's just have fun with it. And it mm-hmm. does that. With this, like you say, he takes himself too seriously. He doesn't realize what yeah. he's doing is so stupid. He has yeah. no idea. Yeah. Which means maybe this could be so bad it's fun. And in certain places it is. Like if you can get on board with that and have the right dynamic around you and you can be watching it laughing. Sure. But I can't believe coming back to this film 
that it's making me miss Predator 2. I never yeah, I know. would I believe that watching this movie with this budget, with aliens in it that look great, that I could be going, oh, Predator 2 was more fun than this. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Because I remembered hating Predator 2 and thinking this was bad, but, you know, it's fine. It Even with it Jamaican Willie. It's, yeah. My problem with it is Paul Anderson, and I mean this sincerely. Everything, well, almost everything, that he wants to do and that he's interested in is a huge turnoff for me. Nearly every way he wants to handle every scene, every character, every action sequence is exactly the opposite of how I want those things to be handled. There's only a few things that we see eye to eye in, and I don't think he's succeeding at doing those few things, which is sure, let's just have a fun, stupid, like, monster mashup. But there's no monster mashup here. There's no real payoff to anything. Mm -hmm. And it's more offensive to me when you have a film like this with a director behind it who is just so transparently just stupid with how they're approaching their, their script. That's more offensive to me. There's something like Predator 2, which is, I think, objectively worse mm -hmm. in many technical levels. But yeah, it's not, it, I feel its heart's in the right place. Yeah. You know? I feel like Predator 2, again, like when we talked about a film last week, it had all these ideas and you might think on paper, that's a kind of a cool idea. Mm -hmm. But the reality is they didn't really pull it off and right. some of those turn out to be bad ideas. With this, I think on paper, it's all terrible. It's all a terrible idea. And the only place where any of these ideas work on paper is in the original comic book. And I have read that a while ago. I'm going to go back to it for the wrap-up episode when we'll talk about all those things. But it worked better, but some things work better in comics and they don't work on film. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's all very futurist as well. They're on different planets and it's very, like, very different. And you give a shit about that lead character. The lead character in that is very Ripley style. It's very sick on the Weaver style and it's mm -hmm. cool. These characters I do not give a shit about. Every word they say is ridiculous. Yeah. There's yeah. so much focus on exposition that is crazy. Crazy. And then when you finally get to the meat of it and you get a brief scene where you're like, well, this isn't shot very well, but at least we get into some cool action now. They fuck it all by having her team up with him, get a shield on a fucking arm. Just like, the, just dumb stuff. The uh, queen doesn't die and then you just get this boring fight that's so boring. She's like Jason. She's just at the bottom of a lake somewhere. Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> this one's terrible. Like, it's just terrible. Agreed. And my memory of these two films, so I'm going to spoil a little something, that the next one is the most hated of all Predator oh, films. Like the most yeah, hated, the most hated of all alien films, of all Predator films. People fucking hate the next movie. My memory of these two was I preferred the second one and I could never say it to anyone. And my reason was, sure, I could tell it's worse, but it wasn't offensively, I don't know how you put it, but this one's just offensive to me, you know? Yeah. I'm like, like he's going to say, it could be great. It yeah. could, this could be a big blockbuster awesome film. And the fact that he fucks it again and again and again is offensive to me yeah. whereas the next film is much more in scope it's much like it's very different it could never have been a big blockbuster and i kind of remember enjoying it more i'll see you next week if that's still the case or not <laughs> but no this film's terrible and it pisses me off i unlike you guys i do not want the predailing <laughs> to return that's the final nail in the coffin for this film that's my like fuck you like just honestly fuck you but yeah we'll get into a little tease for the next one at the end of this podcast as we like to do before then, though, if you've been listening to us, thank you. We appreciate it. Let us know how you feel about the films. Uh, I know some people love this movie. Go to weirdgeeks.com. You can email us straight through there, or you can just type in mail at weirdgeeks.com or fuck you at weirdgeeks.com to get directly to us. And yeah, if you talk about what films you like, we might read them out in the wrap-up. That might be a new thing that we do. And also, please do go to our social medias and you know support us and promote us and all that stuff. It really does make all, make all difference. You can follow me on everything 
personally, I'm Mr. Al White. We have a feature film from a publisher called We Are Tessellate. And it's called Starfish and it is uh, just got distribution with the Orchard. So you can follow all that stuff by following me on social media. Find out where you can see our content. And that's something in the future is the only way you can support us. Basically, it's support what we make. Yeah. But not this stuff. Not this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Mr. Al White on all the social medias. What about you, Alex? You can find me at... Oh, damn. Squeaky the chair. Squeak. I was hoping we'd squeak at that last bit. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Alexander Chard. And I'm my dearest Watson on most stuff or a variation thereof like Watson dearest or blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It's like <laughs> it's a slight variation for like Twitter versus Instagram versus. Oh, nice. Need so, to be ubiquitous. Well, people point. stole it. I know. Assholes. Jacks. Got there first. So next week, guys, neither of you have seen it. I'm excited to deal with that. Yeah. I'm going to give a little Very tease excited. right now. Two things. Katie, first of all. You asked if we get to some of like somewhere like you got jungles. You said that works. Snow yeah. could work. Didn't like it in the city so much. No. Going back to a town. <laughs> uh, Alex, Aww. you specifically said you want to see the return of the Predalien. <laughs> Can't confirm the Predalien will return. We'll be back <laughs> yes, next week. I'm in. Alien vs. Predator. Guys. Requiem. It's all them wrap. And cookies. Geeks. Geeks. Geeks.